Welcome to Talking Mopars, episode number 166. This is a replay of the live stream that I recorded on Saturday night with my fellow members of the Motley crew of Mopars, Blake Anderman from Sublime Technologies and Matt Monroe, a.k.a. Big Block from Big Block's Garage. It was a great conversation, and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but I actually admitted that I would like to hemi-swap a Corvette. <laughs> Don't crucify me. I promise you that Mopars will always take precedence over that. But we had a cool idea, and I think you guys would be into it if you knew Blake, Matt, and I have this crazy idea of invading a very well-known event that is focused towards the LS engine swaps. So we thought it would be fun to sneak into the event. So hear more about that. My weird obsession with 1980 to 1982 Corvettes and of course, we talk some Mopars. So without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth. And I'm your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter. And this is Talking Mopars. You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. The A833 is the famed four-speed found in our beloved Mopars from 1964 until 1979. I have one in my 72 340 Roadrunner, and when it was time to get my shift together, I reached out to pass in performance. So if you're rebuilding your A833, need parts for it, or if you're looking to leave it in the hands of a professional to rebuild it for you, look no further than pass in performance. Jamie Passen is an expert when it comes to these units, and I highly recommend heading over to passinperformance.com to get your shift together. My best. This is the third time in two weeks you have played me off. Oh, man. oh, I love you, Matt. I love you, man. I I am so thankful that my foresightedness brought this trio together. Yes. If we ever have a headquarters, I'm gonna have a picture of myself, <laughs> and under it's gonna say the guy that made it happen. The president of fun. The president of fun and jokes. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny. Uh, without Matt, I don't know if we ever would have uh, combined forces. He's a life man. He's a life yeah. boy. Yeah, he he saw he saw his way in. Let me get these guys into a chat together. And... Let me just let me just try to make sure these guys are friends. Never in the I'm history of Mopars has anybody weaseled their way in. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Many have tried. Few have accomplished it. First of all, I don't weasel nothing. I'm a bull in a china <laughs> closet. What's up, Frankie? What's up, folks in the chat joining us here on a Saturday night? <laughs> poor Pick, poor Aaron. He was like first at I 10 know, 30. Can, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um muscle cars of the strip, gentlemen. It's coming up awfully quick. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yes. This is my fun. first time in Vegas. Mine too. Yeah. 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 It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, <laughs> so while we're on the subject, I'm sure people are wondering, my car's not done yet. <laughs> and it, if if it is running and driving, then we're gonna go cruising in it. If it can only be 
presented at the show, <laughs> uh, I'm going to rent a Hellcat <laughs> and we're going to still be able to cruise around. Um, I just want to go so real fast in the desert. It, with the amount of people we have, it might have to be a Hellcat Durango. But Okay, I have a different request, Chris. Okay. You're obviously towing the car down with your truck, right? Yeah. Well, you know you have like the Starry Night headliner, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got to do a Vegas taxi cab game show like you <laughs> right <Yes>. Mopar <laughs> professionals right what, what's it is it a cash cab that's what it's called yeah. cash cash cab. Cab. i was thinking taxi cab professionals but i mean cash cab works too i was thinking cab. i was thinking bang bus but i think we're on the different <laughs> look i already told everybody on an earlier live i'll show it but i ain't proud of it <laughs> um no vegas is gonna be man First timers in Vegas. First it's all. I almost, I almost feel bad that we're going to be spending so much time at a car event just because I'm like, man, the amount of debauchery that can happen in Vegas. Um, and I'm not talking about dirty debauchery. I'm just talking about just having a crazy good time. There's so much stuff to do and see. And you probably been, won't remember it come Monday, but it's still. A lot I've of fun. been warned by buddy to make sure the first night to get some sleep. Because you'll get there and you think, oh, I'll just look around real fast and then go get some sleep. Then next thing you know, the sun's coming up. <laughs> mm -hmm. So the casinos are tricky too. They make it so you can't see daylight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Now, look, I, I have some level of training being in close proximity to New Orleans. That's true. <laughs> um, but I hear it doesn't really even compare on most levels. So. Uh, I don't know. I've heard some stories about Bourbon Street. <laughs> I've heard some pretty sketchy stories too. I haven't heard of anything crazy oh, like that happening in Las Vegas as often. It seems New like New Orleans is sketchy. <laughs> it's pretty sketchy down there. But I mean, you got muscle cars at the strip. So far, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm allowed to share this information. But so far, we have 20 registered people for just the project cars aspect of the car show, which. You know, I, I was thinking that if 10 people showed up, it would be mm. a success. So 20 people just for projects and how many have not registered yet? Um, it's uh, it's up in the air, but I do know that there's going to be some celebrity guests there. Um, not just me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, um, think about this, Chris. Okay, so this is the first year for project cars at the Strip, mm -hmm. right? And it is drawing... To you know, to date, over twenty pre-registered for a first-time event or a first-time segment of an event, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's easier, I would think, to get people with finished cars to come out there and hang out and go to the show and do the events. But you're literally having to convince people one to finish their cars and try to bring it out, mm -hmm. or two drag a car out that may not be finished or you know drivable yet like just because they want to share that and, and and be there like your project cars at the strip is asking more of the attendee really it's a first year you already have 20 people all in and that it requires more effort than just a standard car show man i think that's awesome it is. And I am encouraging because I don't expect my car to be finished. Uh, I am encouraging anybody to trailer your project car, push it off and grab, grab <laughs> us and we will help you push it into the slot. Mm -hmm. I, I would, I think that would be fine. I don't think anybody's ever, 
I mean, I'm sure it's been done, but I can't, I don't think like duct tape drags or anything. I don't remember seeing a bunch of people just bringing their project cars just to show off their project cars. You know what I mean? Dude, I don't think it's been done. Mini truck shows all the time. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mini I truck's love, <laughs> I love mini truck shows. Those are my people. It's the completed ones are kind of weird at those shows. <laughs> like, oh, I think that's where the seeing... term under construction came from is mini trucks. Dude, it's weird seeing yeah. the finished one at a show for sure. Cause everybody's like, who that? <laughs> mini trucks go through evolutions too. Like they you do. think you're done and then you're like, Oh, you know what? Let me chop, let me chop the roof off this thing. <laughs> I mean, I got to meet Georgia at the last one I went to. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little jealous about that, Matt. Uh, hey, man, you're more welcome in Arkansas anytime. It's in October. October. I don't know if she'll be there again, but I mean, uh, I have so much vacation time now. It's like unbelievable. Uh, my first day on the job, I went right to the calendar and started filling it out. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm serious. You got to do that, right? It'll sneak up on you, man. Next thing you know, it's oh. like the end of the year, and it's like, oh crap, I forgot to take my vacation. I mean, don't don't tell the wife, and not not to be sacrilege in here, but I have a buddy working on his fair lane, talking about <laughs> trying to make it to Ford Fest in Bowling Green, and I'm like. Hmm, do I have the time to take off for that? <laughs> I uh I don't know, man. I just love these events. They're so much fun. They're they're a blast, especially when you get a good crew going with you. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, this one I'm especially excited about because it's gonna have a, a lot of my buddies all in one place. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a muscle car festival slash party and a lot of fun while we work. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's the best be business work. trips. It's the best business trips. Yeah. It's now, it's work, but it's worth it. Now, yeah. if I wander yeah. off into the desert wearing a Speedo and flip-flops, <laughs> just let it be, guys. <laughs> oh. I want to see you dump the uh, cage of snakes like Randy Quaid. <laughs> Bro, I will do the best, Cousin Eddie. <laughs> What's the craziest thing this year for me about muscle cars at the strip is the development that dodge is having a roadkill nights event the day after on a monday in the um, middle of the day they so, had they had no choice but to be a part of the event really so, so it was i mean i think they're they needed to do something uh because they, they have to get this last edition out there they have so much time and r&d developed and 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 put into that vehicle they got to debut it someday Right. I mean, their sticker department put a lot of work into that, guys. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about the the seventh that they're supposed to unveil this week. Right. I'm just saying, I I think they're sweating it because they've had yeah. lackluster. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Responses to their previous releases because they've all been sticker packages. Mm-hmm. Like, I I wonder, I wonder if they were looking at the calendar like, where are we going to do this? And I wonder if they saw the event at in vegas and went well we can't have the weekend but we can do the monday and then leverage the audience that's already going to be there yeah. i mean it's a smart business move and the fact that they decided to do dodge thrill rides at the event and be a part of it um really is a is a statement about muscle cars at the strip um so i'm i'm really excited about it when i found out that they were going to be part of it in any way um, before their event, I was like, "Wow, that's that's pretty awesome." So we'll see what happens. It, 
this too because you know historically it was mopars at the strip right mm -hmm. yeah and i know they're branching out because they want to include other makes and models and all that which is that's all great and fine i think that history puts this event in a unique position that okay normally when you have and you guys i want you to chime in on what you see but normally when you have just like an open car show right um you typically see just an inundation of GMs, Fords, like, you know, kind of that, and a few Mopar, right? But what's different about this is because of its history, I think that you're seeing a more equal three-way distribution of the big three because your Mopar crew is already kind of used to hitting this show up, right? And they're coming, Mm -hmm. And then you have the bulk of the, the GM and the Ford people coming out now. So if Dodge is going to do an event for enthusiasts um, to reach a bunch of people, and especially people that already like your brand, it's kind of a win-win, yeah. right? Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I just, I like the fact that as muscle cars at the strip, it's essentially three different events in one. You get, mm -hmm. you know, GMs, Fords, and of course, Mopars. So there's a little something for everybody. I like that. Oh, um, for sure. I, at first and foremost, I'm a car enthusiast. I, I like it. I like it all. I'm just, I right. got a fetish for Mopars. That's it. Um, and I, I like, I like knowing that, you know, the different brands can get together and have a fun event, you know, and I like the fact that it's segregated <laughs> because you go to some of these car shows and everybody's intermingled. If I want to go just to see the Mopars, show me where the Mopars are at. Cool. Um, so for those types of people, uh, they can just skip right past, like if you're a Ford guy, you can skip right past the Mopars and the Chevys and go right to the Fords. Um, so I, I just like how it's structured. Um, I think it's going to be good. I it's think gonna be, it's going to be great. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think so too. Um, Joe Joe's Mopar's mess is going to be uh, there and he hasn't even registered yet so that's 21 that I know about I, I'm not registering I'm just going so that's 22 um, yeah it's <laughs> I'm, I'm just really excited just to be first and foremost together with all my friends in one place again <laughs> or most of my friends that'll be a lot of fun um, Holly uh, I have heard the new Banshee <laughs> and uh they're you know it is what it is i was telling matt earlier um that uh at work we have the new ford lightning trucks the electric ones and i got to go for a spin i was impressed like i don't like it because there's no sound and it's not like that exhilarating like you know car thing but they move electric vehicles move <laughs> and that was just a ford f-150 you know what i mean the thing it was fast. I was impressed. So, See, I'm I mean, not, I'm not so I'll, much in for electrification yet. I'm not there yet. Uh, I, it does nothing for me except for like, I felt, I just telling Matt, I was like, I felt like a POS because I smiled when I was like, Whoa, I was like, yeah. And then I was like, this, I kept telling myself in my head, this is a Ford. You're supposed to hate it. <laughs> but, uh, it, it made, honestly, if I'm being honest, it made me want to drive one of these new Daytonas just mm -hmm. to see how crazy they really are. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't see myself buying one, but I'm curious if they make this badass, you know, stage, whatever stage nine direct connection, Banshee, 
Right. How fast is it? Over a thousand horsepower? Let me see what it's like, you know, but I have to have the sound. I have to have that guttural feeling when I mashed the throttle. Um, this thing was absolutely silent. Sound. I think their improved sound is better than the one that the, when it first debuted, they had been tweaking with the noise. Yeah. Uh, the new one is better. It's, <laughs> the new it's one better. is better. It's for better. sure. But I just don't, there's so much, it's, it's funny every time they post something about it. Cause there's just so much hate. And I'm just like, you know, you don't have, I mean, do I hate it? No. I hate the fact that they're pushing all of the stuff that I love out and going, this is all you get. Uh, that kind of bothers me. But as long as they st- still keep making crate engines, then I guess I can't complain too much. Right. Um, um, I'm really, believe it or not, I'm a huge V8 guy, but I'm really kind of excited for the turbo sixes are bringing back out the hurricane yeah i'm kind of excited for that one i really am like like i i enjoy people doing something different like blueprint i mean did you guys hear about the new engine blueprint drop that they're really excited about it's an ls headed six cylinder oh i did see that that looked huh. pretty cool or was it a four cylinder was it, it was no it was six uh no sorry it's four cylinder yeah it it's takes, an ls head four cylinder it takes one cylinder head off of an ls like I'm cool. kind of I'm kind of excited about it. just just because it's different. I like seeing different stuff. Like also mm-hmm. I I would never say this to a large group, all <laughs> fans. But uh, I just play, buddy. Uh, but no, like um, I really enjoy when somebody pulls something kind of fun, creative, like mm-hmm. you know, accepting a whole lot of electric vehicle grants so you can sink all your cash flow into developing a next gen V8 for a billion dollars. <laughs> You got to give it up for those guys. <laughs> those guys, they they had us. They were reeling us in. Like, Man. yeah, we're going all electric. Oh, by the way, we spent a billion dollars on the next-gen V8. You're welcome, My America. God. Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> I mean, it's like it was a great chess move. Like, make your competitors think you're going all electric. Everything's going to be electric. We're not doing any gas engines. So they they commit as well and start getting rid of their V8 stuff and going to all electric. And then you just just smack them with a billion dollars in R and D and a facility and another V eight coming down the pipe. No, that's awesome. Um, yeah. I like what Alex said right here. I, to be honest with you, I haven't looked past this event, but this is I really like the prospect of this mm-hmm. project. Cars at the Strip Year One will be great. So, what if you take the cars that show up this year and see how much they progress? into 2024 and if they show up again and what level they will show up as because the the project cars of the strip it it being completely transparent it's kind of developed because at first it was you know don't show up if you can't fucking drive your shit off the trailer and drive it into the spot now it's like bring it (laughs) fuck it you won't win (laughs) you know like my hopes of winning are gone (laughs) because i really wanted that championship belt which i'm working on I'm, i'm trying to get that ordered and we'll get that figured out. But um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see, you know, somebody's going to somebody's gonna go home from Las Vegas with their project car and a championship belt, a golden belt that says project cars at the strip. Uh, that's pretty fucking cool, if you ask me. That's super cool. So <laughs> that's touching, pretty back, cool. touching back on that, man, I've said this before. Um, shows like Gas Monkey and graveyard cars and Ken dig it and everything they've really drove the you have to have something perfection 
and perfection before yeah. you show up anywhere. And so that was – and that bled out into the real world. And then you have – I don't even remember how long ago they came out, but then you have two jack wagons show up on YouTube <laughs> by the names of David Freiberger and Mike Finnegan. Yeah. And they and they are just documenting themselves having a ball and absolute turds. Mm-hmm. And I think that's re- whenever they started doing that, doing roadkill, is when you saw the trend come back of just get out there and have fun in it, and do something cool again. Like, because I mean, like I said, man, for a long time, all I saw was it has to be perfect. I cannot go anywhere unless it's perfect. To now mm-hmm. it's like just show up let's have a blast yeah i've been struggling with that mentality especially with how i got my car it's like bro you're you I, had no choice your car's at the point of it has to be perfect because shut up it, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying man like uh, when you start when you start with a project that's already that far into being the perfected phase mm-hmm. you, you, you don't really have a choice you can't half-ass it the rest of the way you gotta all in that well, a lot of people, <clears throat> Mike Coffee, <clears throat> were like, don't get it right, just get it running. And I was like, could you imagine me bringing a car with a decent paint job, looking somewhat decent, just being a complete turd? I was like, fuck, man. Um, I would I would <laughs> mercilessly mock you, and I'm one of your best friends. Like, I, I was... <laughs> uh, That's I, honesty right there. That, that, it's... it's honesty <laughs> it's my favorite car in one of my favorite years i will mercilessly destroy yeah. you yeah. if you get it wrong <laughs> <laughs> that this is funny because they're absolutely right it does cause stress yes that's um, awesome so much stress in fact that for those of you that know facebook actually paid me my money so i'm happy about that that's uh the amount of stress that i had over that um so I will be in Vegas. The car will be in Vegas, and I think it's important to. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell some people something right now that uh, I'm pissed off about. <laughs> it happened to me today. Blake and Matt already know about it. Um, so uh, I had an opportunity to get the Mister Norm truck back. Now I was under the impression that I was gonna get it back for free, <laughs> which. I mean, you're really convincingly How can I believe that. I, yeah. If I showed, and I won't, but if I showed the messages <laughs> that were sent to me, uh, these guys have seen them. Um, it really sounded like Pete's son. Pete is the guy I got the Roadrunner from for the trade for the truck. Um, basically, he said he was going to give me the truck back. And I said, give me the truck? And he said, yeah, you're the rightful owner of it. <laughs> it needs to go back home. And so I'm sitting here, like, sitting on the secret, like, well, if the Roadrunner doesn't get done, I'm going to fucking load the Mr. Norm truck on the trailer and take that to Vegas and surprise people. Like, look what I got back. Um, when it came down to brass tacks <laughs> and getting the truck back, the kid asked me how much I was willing to pay for it. <laughs> so I, I gave him an offer, and you guys know how I work. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was not the 30000 or 25000 I was asking for, and I'll tell you that right now. It may be the most low ball I've ever gone <laughs> on any deal, but it's what, it's what I have, you know what I mean, without draining mm-hmm. all my resources because I still need to get to Vegas. Um, so I made an offer. I, I won't share what that offer was, but you can imagine knowing me and it being the most bottom of the barrel offer I could possibly make. Um, 
I shot in the dark and he, uh, short of laughing at my offer, um, basically said that he was going to try to get as much money as he could for the truck, which is understandable. I get it. I'm still pissed off about it because I really want my truck back, but it's not my truck anymore. I just look at it and I go, that's my truck. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, uh, after talking with these two guys, two of my best friends, um, they talked me, they talked me off the edge and I, off the ledge and I feel pretty good about where I'm at right now. So I'm moving forward with the Roadrunner. And there will be another project somewhere down the line. I just don't know when. Could be tomorrow. Could be next year. <laughs> but um, the truck, I think, is a is a done is a done. That chapter is closed, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so the, the big surprise was going to be that if I didn't get the Roadrunner done, at least I had something I could drive around in Vegas. But uh, you know, it really hit me in the gut when he hit me with the price. <laughs> like, shit, man. Um, I, I had I was willing to pay some money for it, but hmm. I guess that just proves how much I'm re- I'm really willing to let it go, you know. Because the price he was the price he wanted for it wasn't crazy. It wasn't any crazier than what I wanted for it. But when I went, no way. <laughs> then I realized that the truck maybe isn't as important to me as I thought it was, you know. Because hmm. uh, it would be nothing for me to go get a loan. <laughs> you know, I could get a loan, pay it off. Um, but uh, I'm not willing to do that. So um, now I, I was telling these guys that now I have a vendetta that if I ever am at a stoplight in my next project and the Mr. Norm truck comes up, I'm going to have to stomp its guts out. So that's what's going to happen. Um, I think it's going to end up in somebody's collection. That's a huge, cool, huge yeah. Norm fan. I think cool. it'll just end up in their collection. I hope it goes to somebody that loves it as much as I did and loves yeah. it as much as Pete did. His son doesn't love the truck. I, I can tell that already. So, and that's fair enough. You know, it's not a truck for everybody. Some people just don't get it. Um, but I hope if somebody gets it, I hope that they keep it and take it to the next level that I never did that I wanted to take it to. I hope they take it to the next level. I hope it doesn't get bastardized or f- um, that was my biggest fear was that it was going to get into the wrong hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Could you imagine if somebody got that thing and like LS swapped or something? I might have a coronary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, no, uh, but, not that thing. I think that'd be about the same as me telling Chris I was going to K swap that Daytona. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I wonder who's going to be the first person to hurricane swap a Daytona. You know what that Bro, that's what I'm interested in it. Like, I wouldn't. Right. Oh, well, actually, I forgot to tell Blake. Blake, uh, do you want that Daytona? <laughs> Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, he, he does. does. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, I had to make a deal with the wife, and the Daytona was the one that came up on the shopping block. <laughs> oh, you got to let it go? I got to let it go to get the one the one thing I really want right now. What's that? Uh, Don't ask. Don't ask. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's a 60s. Like, I have always wanted one of each of the big three for mm-hmm. the six, in the 60s era, long bed. So in order... For me to be able to bring home a 60s era F100, I must let something go. And that one thing is going to be the Daytona, which is, since I brought it home, been sitting in a buddy of mine's backyard. Matt's got too many Mopars. <laughs> I mean, I had three, I have three right now, plus my you, plus the C10. You know what Johnny Mopar calls long bed trucks? Parts. 
heart strokes. <laughs> so you know wrong. what though? You know what though? I'm not Johnny Mopar, right? I can just walk out my back door and be like, you talking about that wagon over there or that wagon over there? Like, or that I'm 68 not... charger over there or that, that cornet over there. Or what about that 69 charger over there? Or, yeah. Man, or that I... duster over there. <laughs> so uh, so well, I mean I would so like my thought process is I don't really want to get rid of Daytona, but it's gotta go somewhere. He was trying to give it to me. I was like, "Dude, I can't take that." Because I know you, I know you like those cars. I do. I love those cars. Not driving to Arkansas to get one, dude. This one's loaded. It had the electric seats and everything. Oh snap! It's all there. It's complete car except for an engine. Hmm. Except for an engine. Hey, I was gonna put. Here's what I was gonna do. I was gonna rear wheel drive swap it whenever something like that comes around. I was just going to put the small block out of Chief in it after we hemi-swap it. I don't think that's the direction Blake would go, but... No, I know it's not the direction Blake would go. That's the direction I was going to go. Blake knows some people who know some people who know some people, and... Uh, knows some things. There's some sh- going on that will, help the, that will help the Daytona lovers of the world. Speaking of Daytonas, I found one of the... Um, what is it, a 90... It's it's like an eighty nine to ninety one when they did the newer style dash. That's almost Mitsubishi esque. I'm not a big fan of those, but it's a yeah. white it's a white Shelby turbo car, um, local to me, uh, for four grand. The problem is it's got the Chrysler fading or uh, the Chrysler peeling paint and shit, but it seems pretty clean. <laughs> and uh, but I don't want to spend four grand on Daytona when I've got a bunch of them. <laughs> Chris, I don't know what I'm doing. I completely forgot. Dustin's coming to Mo Party, and he told me to bring me those two Daytona engines for 200 bucks. Yeah, that's true. You already uh, <laughs> you already committed to that. I forgot you, you, better about t- that. you better talk to him again. I, I uh, like the idea of Hemi swapping it better. <laughs> well, I mean, if it gets me on the road for a little gas sipper, I'll just, I'll put the turbo exit out the fender. Well, then you, won't get, then you won't get your long, long bed Ford. I mean, I think I could, at least this way I could drive the car to somewhere okay. to hide it. <laughs> My wife's going to be like, what's that weird shrub in the backyard? Ignore it. Don't go near it. <laughs> Don't get anywhere near it. It's full of bees. He's just got a hide site in the backyard with the Daytona <laughs> underneath it. Like it's, it's, oh. it's, it's full of bees. Stay away. It's like it's gonna be like the moped. You just hide at friends' houses so nobody catches you on it. Well, I mean, my big old ass and that <laughs> Daytona is gonna be pretty funny no matter what. Oh gosh, um, God, I love a Daytona. They're I, nice, man. There they was really an are. there was an article that came out that was talking about the muscle cars of the '80s and stuff, and I, it pissed me off because I was like, had Chrysler just they had enough front wheel drive turbo shit? Why didn't they just make it rear wheel drive? I don't get it. They could have had a legend to compete with all the pony cars of the eighties and nineties. They could have had it. They could have had it and it would have competed too. Um, I looked at the weight of a Daytona super light car compared to a Fox body. Yeah. And it's like right there. It is right there. And I'm like, really is bro. They could, they could have had a Fox body killer and they squandered it on a front wheel drive four cylinder. Yeah. Shit. I didn't think about that. I, (laughs) I made a deal. I made a deal with my dad, and uh, we have an '88 Shelby Z that um, we're going to yard the engine out of because we have a CSX, a little Shelby nice. CSX, and it needs an engine. So we're just going to the '88 Blue Daytona. It's like that electric blue color. It's got a nice dent in the door and a little bit of a dent in the quarter. Um, it can be fixed, but uh, 
I didn't realize until recently that, you know, all the pro stock Daytonas and stuff from the nineties, there's companies that still manufacture all the fiberglass for them. <laughs> the Lexan window kits, mm-hmm. um, the extended front end, the front end's a little bit extended. It looks badass. Yeah. Uh, fiberglass hoods, fiberglass decks. Um, and so I thought, wow, it sure would be cool to build a little, uh, small tire, uh, Hemi powered Daytona. That'd be pretty cool because I have the 87 red Shelby Z that needs some parts and the blue car was going to be a parts car. So it was going to get, my dad and I were just going to strip it and just keep all the parts, you know, for safekeeping. And then who knows what we're going to do with the shell. But I was like, Hey, let me just get, let me just get the shell so I can put together a little small tire drag car. Um, so I think I'm going to, I don't know. I don't have anywhere to put it right now. So that's kind of down the line, but, um, welcome to my world. I know it might end up at, <laughs> at Blake's door. Like, Hey dude, can I, <laughs> uh, I want to have a, a monthly payment plan with Blake for storage for my shit. <laughs> Bro. I can tell you right now, like if I, if I had that little Daytona when it snowed, it was going to be a hell of a time. Dude, those mm. little Chrysler cars with you just throw some studded snow tires on the front and you can go anywhere in those things. Man, it's just like around here, like we everybody's like, oh, we get a lot of ice. Not, yeah, but it would have been so much fun to have that little front, little, little light ass front wheel drive car. <laughs> e braking everywhere I go. <laughs> Back when cars still had handbrakes. Yep. Yeah, dude. Man. Gosh. So everything is now like electric brake. Electric. Every everything's electric. Yeah. yeah. Hit the button. You hear it. You hear it. It's yeah. it's like your car is constipated or something. It's like. <laughs> so, have we talked as a group about the elephant in the room of what was the Fast and Furious Ten trailer? I saw it. Did you see it, Chris? No, I haven't watched it yet. Bro, it's it's so over the top. Is it That's ridiculous? Cool. Like, I know. Did we I, see the same one? Uh, I'm talking about the one where Vin Diesel dropped a charger out of an airplane, took out two SUVs, then got harpooned by two helicopters, jumped yes. off an overpass, smashed them into each other, and then gets cornered on a dam. And he goes, "Your one mistake was you left me my car," and then proceeds to drive that bitch right off the dam and down the wall. I did see that. I did see that. Hold on, you guys talk for a minute. I'm gonna watch. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's so it's so over the top. They they're getting. You, you know what it really is, right? Someone said this to me, and I'm like, nah. Holy crap, you're right. Triple X. Remember Vin Diesel's Triple X movies back in oh, the I early do. 2000s? How outlandish and ridiculous ridiculous they were and horrible they were yeah that is what they are doing with these ridiculous stunts and the the latest of the the furious franchise bro i tell you right now i thought i'd seen it all when he tarzan swung that one charger after the rope bridge collapsed in the last movie i was like or, man I they mean, can't they can't top this then they sent a fiero to space yeah um, pulling a safe down an interstate i mean with two of them with two chargers I want that yeah. Hemi package. Um, you know what always bothered me about that, Matt? All right, this is like, I'm the most 
horrible person to watch any type of movie with because of continuity. Like I'll point stuff out because it irritates the the crap out of me. Right. Yeah. All right. So in the movie, they steal some SRT chargers. Yep. Right. Yeah. And like they they acquire these SRT chargers, right? So when they do work on them, they're like I want to say they're like twenty. The ones they they steal is like a twenty fourteen or newer body style, newer ones. Yeah. Yet the ones that they wind up pulling the safe with that they modify are a generation of body style before. Yep. And it's like that's that's not even the same car. Like you're, <laughs> that's not the car you just said it was. Like it, it, yeah, it drives me nuts. Dude, it's like I said, I I watch them because they're great popcorn movies. Oh yeah, but, but they're like, just they're getting ridiculous, dude. Oh bro, like I was watching, I was watching that trailer and like John Cena's choke slamming people through the floor of a house, and Jason Momoa's out there. I mean. So the theory that I've heard is they're going to introduce Brie Larson as Brian's sister. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I would honestly rather them do that than try to bring back CGI Brian. Oh, yeah, for sure. I need to just let that go. Yeah. But I mean, like, of of course, from what you see from the 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 botched together trailer is it's all about family right yeah and it's all about family I, I can't wait for the family memes to come back those are i love the family memes that come out when these <laughs> movies come out i love it because you got <sighs> oh yeah it's I it's gonna it. happen but it's so supposedly like the synopsis you get is his son gets kidnapped and they have to you know hunt the bad guys down to get them yeah yeah, I don't know, man. Like, like I said, I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna love it. Oh no, I'm gonna watch it for sure. But like, that's just, that's not a question. But like, it's... but I when I watch that trailer and they're like, he's like flying out of that airplane and body slamming <laughs> military car. Look, look at Chris. Look at Chris. You know what he's seeing. You know he's seeing yeah, the shit right he's now. He's looking at it. You okay, what so... mistake was you left me my car. Let's let's, let's talk comparison. The first. Fast and the Furious, the the OG, the original, and what we have today. I mean, the original was it was like believable-ish, right? Like just Super a bunch believable. of Super right. Believable. But do we not love to watch and rip on all the the things in the first one? You know, like that the one-liners from the first one, like the, those are just it's nostalgic at this point, right? It's like. Granny, you know, is it granny shifting and not double clutching? <laughs> I need two bottles, the big ones. You know, blow and Harry, I need them by tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. to the manifold and the whole fucking four pan falls out. <laughs> right. And you're like, mm, they didn't mm. know. Almost had me. You never had your car. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. It was so bad. But I mean, like, the those events almost could have like happened in real life. Right. So it was like, okay. Well, you you know. know, there was a Vin Diesel cruising around in his little import. Oh yeah, for sure. Like a like thousand percent. Yeah, like, for sure. Ask any racer, any real racer. 
it's not it's not how you stand by your car. <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Everything he says in that movie, even when he like pulls out <laughs> Paul Walker's license, he's like Brian Earl Spilner. <laughs> like Jesus, everything he says in that movie is no, like a, a one liner. What the cracks only- me up, he goes from like his normal Vin Diesel, like almost kind of high pitched voice <laughs> in the first in the first movie. Uh, so then he comes back and he's doing like his Iron Giant gravelly voice <laughs> in the in the rest of the movies. Like you can barely understand him, and you're like, what? Yeah, he kind of sounds like Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> fun, fun, fun facts for everybody in the chat: Vin Diesel's first acting credit was the Iron Giant. He was the giant. Really? Yeah, that was his very first acting credit. The best thing about the Fast and the Furious movies, if you ask me, are the Mopars in them. Um, oh, for sure. I never thought I'd oh, see a wing hard. car in a movie that got such uh, such a big part. Like the clone oh, I Daytona that, that they had. I loved it. Yeah. The only only heartburn I had what it is uh it had an LS3 under the hood. Yeah. <laughs> All of them do, unfortunately. Except for the charger in the last movie with that mid-engine Hellcat. Oh, that was mm-hmm. cool. So Chris, what'd you think of the trailer? It was ridiculous, like all, all of them are. <laughs> I was, you know, honestly, when I saw Jason Momoa in it, I was like, oh, it's got Jason Momoa and Vin Diesel. Uh I'm going to make sure my wife watches that one. <laughs> Your boy's going to have a good night. <laughs> Your boy's going to have a good night after that. <laughs> my wife, that's a that's her thirst traps. <laughs> Bro, I, I will never let my wife forget it. We were watching, we would see a movie, and the first Aquaman trailer or Justice League trailer came on, and Jason Momoa walking out of that lake shirtless, covered in tattoos. <laughs> she, she, like, I was right there. I was like, I'm right here. And she's like, and she goes, hmm. And I, was, I have never let her forget it and she's like you've made it into such a bigger deal than it was i was like do you know what you would have done if like wonder one trailer came on and gal and gal Gadot was up there and i was like mm, you'd have been pissed you'd she was like i don't pissed. I, I don't know matt i kind of want to go swimming right now in the ocean <laughs> she'll be out there she's gonna be out there like you heard about game of thrones right and i'm like no Letty's Roadrunner was awesome. Letty's Roadrunner was awesome. I, uh, look, I I thought that was cool, but for some reason, man, that burnt orange one in the graveyard scene and the other one, Dom 70 Roadrunner with the A12 hood. Yeah. Oh, that one was that was clutch. And then they wrecked it. Yeah, they wrecked it. Joe Dirt and Fast and the Furious will forever go down in history is the two movies that featured a wing car <laughs> uh joe dirte joe dierte i'm trying to church it up dirt boy <laughs> um gosh yeah mm-hmm. i i really want to see a car movie come out for car enthusiasts you know something like that's a mix of did you ever see lowriders i did Love that movie. Such a it I thought it was so pretty I thought it was pretty good. It dives so deep into the culture. It's so good. Yeah. Like what's it called? Low Riders. Dives into the it dives into the low rider community of Los Angeles. It's oh, like wow. the eight mile of low riders. Yeah, it really <laughs> is the eight mile of low riders, but it's so good. It was a really good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. Huh. I want to see something that has a little bit of uh two lane black top mixed with like um I don't know. I always thought Cannonball Run was a good movie because it had all sorts of different cars and it had the mm-hmm. 
you know, Dom I mean, DeLuise is Captain Chaos. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> Age of Confused was a great car guy movie. Just do, the, and it wasn't even a car movie. There was a super bird in that movie. Oh wait, was it? No, was it was it a duster. There's a duster. There was a black. There was a. I think there's a scene. I think it was Days and Confused. I think I even did it as a high performance parts once. I, I kind of forgot, but uh, they go to like a drive-in or something, and in the background is a black '70 Superbird, which is funny because I don't believe there was ever a black Superbird made. <laughs> I will have to watch that movie. I have it on Prime. I have to watch it again and see. It's in the background for a split second. You see a Superbird, a black one. I've never seen that movie. You never seen Days and Confused? I'm not a huge movie guy. Don't don't feel bad. I didn't see it until like a year or two ago. Hmm. my wife's like you would love this movie i mean the opening credit is a gto judge cruising through a high school parking lot in slow motion <laughs> ah it is days and confused oh nice yeah the black Superbird, which they never made with white guts beautiful car yeah uh but i mean you got mcconaughey running around in his chevelle all right all right all right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, so we keep talking about it, but I mean, we could, I mean, trust me, the acting would be horrible and we're not going to do any actual acting, but I mean, heavily document a Route 66 road trip with Mopars. That would be fun. It'd be a lot of fun. Does Route 66 cut through Vegas? Uh, I don't know. I don't know where it goes. I don't know the route. I know it ends. I've, I've been to the end of it at the Santa Monica Pier. See but my I, see I got some buddies here that want to go to where it starts in Illinois and go all the way to the pier and take like two weeks doing the whole thing. And I'm like, I don't got that kind of time. Yeah. So so like I was thinking hit hit it where it starts where it uh picks up in Joplin. And then ooh. This is a sixty one D one fifty put on top of a NASCAR. <laughs> that I thought was badass. I was going to share this at some point, but um, I thought it looked killer. They took the body of this truck and yeah. laid it on top of a NASCAR. Oh, wow. A I'm NASCAR, a craftsman truck. Um, how badass is that, dude? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. Oh, you're no, you're good. golden. You're golden, man. That's awesome. Yeah, you brought but... a, a swept line to the to the picture here. Matt's cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Look, you put a duster or a swepsy in front of me. I can. I, I'm good. I'm just saying, if Matt does not create a shirt that says "swepty balls," he's not doing <laughs> something right. Bro, I need to get on the. I need to get on the merch game for for sure. You do, man. Because I do throw a lot of liners out there that would make great shirts. Indeed. I was joking at work and uh my buddy said uh I said your mom listens to my podcast as an insult and he said, dude, that should be a shirt. And I was like, that would be a fun shirt. Your mom <laughs> listens to my podcast. It'd be a great shirt. <laughs> like uh, there's there one night on our other show, Chris asked me a question. I was like, thousand percent. And he's like, Yes, and I go, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, <laughs> But, I mean, it's just – there's so much to do, and it's just – Let's let's talk about something fun. 
that'll piss off on my Mopar people. Play it on me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What is a what is a non-Mopar that you want to put a Hemi in? A non-Mopar I yeah. want to put a Hemi in. Yeah. <sighs> and we're going to have to do it. <laughs> oh shit. No, no, let's let's take it a step further. You have to do I would say do two. Like two but from different brands if that makes sense okay 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 push it like instead of just picking one pick two separate cars from separate brands 71 chevy impala kingswood interesting it's for one of them interesting choice there oh i'm a wagon guy i do love me a good wagon oh wagons are awesome oh yeah they are um and then and then to really piss off a certain niche of people, uh, a Lincoln, one of the Lincoln with the suicide doors. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, that's what I would do. Yeah. Those are the two I would do. Like really, I mean, I, I right down the chat it's blowing up with like, Oh yeah. Muscle with sports cars and muscle cars. Nah, let's, Hemi Cadillac, GTO, Hemi. Fox Body, 59 Corvette. So there's a couple guys with them in Fox Bodies right now. I've I have seen, seen Fox that. Bodies. Yeah. Um, MX. Light. A VW guys. bus, that would be fun. Ooh, Ooh, that would be dope as shit. That would be bad. Oh, Talk about a six-figure bus, you know what with I mean? With flat-nosed buses like that, you know, the engine, the doghouse is like literally right between or behind the front seats. So that's like the coolest display piece. Like you just well, pop the lid, the doghouse up, and it's actually, right there. Do actually, lid. You know what I mean? Like get one made that like. Is You're not thing. correct. You're not correct. In the old combis, the split window it's buses, back. it's in the back. So you would pop the back, and there would I'm be. I'm thinking a one hundred. That's what it You're is. You're thinking a one hundred. I'm thinking a one hundred. Sorry. Um, somebody definitely needs to. Uh, oh, Blaine, he's got the. Yeah, yeah he's, he's coming the tomorrow. Yeah. He's going to drop by tomorrow. He, he, oh, he texted me pictures of his drive shaft he had made. <laughs> How big is it? It's small, huh? <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, his drive shaft, I want to say it's like 18 inches. That's hilarious. It's like this wow. big. And he said he's got, he, so he owns a, a, a graphic, like a sign shop. Like that's his mm-hmm. business. And, um, I said, man, like you have to get like a hilarious sticker on that. <laughs> so he said, um, there's like this brand of bagged pickles, like little pepper pickles or something mm-hmm. like little, it's something funny. And it, it's like a play on having a little pickle. <laughs> and, uh, so he's going to make that label and like wrap the drive shaft with it. So I thought it was pretty funny. That's, That's funny. pretty cool. All right. Those are my two. You guys go. I'm Blake, you first. Oh, you want me to go next? I want you to go next. All right. Well, it's no secret that uh, I definitely want to swap a Batmobile Corvette. So an 80 or 82, mm-hmm. 82, 82. Um, they're such pieces of shit, but I, I love them. Ever since I was a kid, I thought it looked like the Batmobile. So I still want one, but I don't want the anemic 350 in it. Um, And then the other one, I've talked about it before. Uh, I would love to have a... Hellcat DeLorean. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. That would be Dude. badass. That would be badass. DeLorean's one that would make people just lose their ever loving minds. I like I like the idea of taking I love cult cars. I actually mm. thought about doing a podcast just about 
the cars that have such huge cult followings. Oh yeah. Um, I thought about that for a while, but I just don't have time. Um, That's crazy. That'd be a good one. Yeah, that would be, be hell of a good. That would yeah, blow that would people's be, minds. <laughs> that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. All right, Blake, your turn. Cool. Ooh, um, it would have to really tick the right people off. We were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier, but I think, man, I'm I'm gonna go after the cyclone, the GMC cyclone. Like those people are nuts yeah. about those trucks. They're cool yeah. trucks. Uh, I would I would do that one. For yeah. GM, I like it. I would say a Grand National, but that's already been done. It has, and that the thing Hell, is a beast. Hell National, yeah, yeah. Hellcat and the Grand National, that thing is a beast. Um, so there's that. Then I would, I'd go for the Jugular, a 1970 396 LS6 Chevelle. Ooh. Yeah, I told you it's gotta be one of the sacred ones, and you went Isn't for it? it. Or is it? Is the L? Is that's four fifty four? That's the four fifty four. It's the four fifty four. Yeah, it's been I'm pretty sure. Hard. Yeah. Oh, but no, like I would go yeah. for the seventy Chevelle, yeah. the one that everybody covets the most. <laughs> yep that that would be it. Oh. That would be the one. I this saw is... one at a car show a couple weeks back. Uh, and they had this huge Mercury V8 in a 70 Chevelle. I don't know where that really? came from. It was insane. Hmm. But I think if you put a Hemi in it, people would lose their minds. I like this idea. I always, I always like the Panteras. They're that a cool, cool design, man. Yeah, you just It's cool. I like it. It's yeah. a good idea. That'd be a good one. That'd be a real good one. What else is just like hands off? You just don't touch it. Like that's a that's like a hell to the no. Like a Shelby Cobra, maybe. Yeah. I think someone did that already. Did they? Really? I think I saw one uh, at SEMA. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Same with uh. I always thought it would be funny until it was actually done <laughs> to uh, Hellcat swap a Viper. Somebody did that, which I was yeah. like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. I knew someone, it would be cool. Someone already Hellcat swapped the Prowler, which is brilliant. I love that because I yeah. do like the Prowlers. I just it wish they had something cool. cool under the hood. Um, gosh. <laughs> a van, a, a boogie van. I really want to see a Hellcat boogie van. Uh, I know there was one out yeah. there. I don't think it's done yet. Um, but a Hellcat boogie van, that would that would be awesome. Um, oh, gosh. oh. I got one. This one would piss some people off. <laughs> 69 Fastback Bullet Mustang. Okay, well, yeah, somebody said a boss earlier, but a bullet. Oh, there you go. In the chat, there it is. Yeah, but no, a bullet would be like, because that's like their go-to sacred. Steve McQueen killed a Charger with this car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Uh an Eleanor, that would be a good one to Hellcat swap. Yeah. A Lamborghini Huracan, I would love to Hellcat swap. Oh, one of those. you got to go after the exotic. Well, Ferrari will come take their stuff back from you. No shit. They reserve that right before you purchase it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was what was that? Dead Mouse. Remember that Matt? It was like this rapper guy. Oh, anyway. Dead Mouse is a uh, the DJ. Um, DJ, yeah. Oh, DJ. Okay. What did he do? Who did he piss off? 
Ferrari. So he had a Ferrari. And um, the dude wrapped it like in this obnoxious blue color with like his logos on it. He wrapped it and Ferrari's like, oh, hell no. Like basically Ferrari's standpoint is the car is a, a, an icon. It's, it's a, uh, a licensed uh, trademark, right? And so he changed the badges. Like he had some custom like little dead mouse badges made for it where the, the stallion went. <laughs> and um, like Ferrari came after him, dude. Wow. Yeah. His own car. They came after him. They came after him harder than Ford went after John Cena over that Ford GT. What? Did you not hear about that? No. See, I forget you don't keep up with this stuff outside of Mopar. <laughs> um, John Cena signed a contract purchasing a uh, Ford GT, one of the newer ones, and he didn't fit in it after purchasing it. So he sold it. After signing a contract, he wouldn't sell it. And they came. Ford came after him hard. Hmm. really real hard it was it was quite the thing it was quite the scandal hmm. that's funny that he didn't fit in the gt40 yet there was a texas metal episode on velocity jeez i was just thumbing through it and i saw it on on velocity a couple months back and he had bought like an mg midget and sent it to texas metal in houston to customize it for him Bro, he he likes odd things, but have you ever been around a Ford GT? I'm sure you guys have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, for you normal size folks, it doesn't look that daunting getting in one. For yeah. us, for us larger folks, that is a metal coffin, and I would not be caught dead even trying to get into one. Oh, I have a story for you. So, I live in the land of Microsoft. Like, I yeah. don't live there, but I live in the state. That's you know what I'm saying, and I. For a while, I was doing construction, and um, there's a town that Bill Gates lives in called Medina, and it's right on Lake Washington. Um, and I, we had a construction job out there, right? And there was this little coffee shop in, like, on the way to the uh, to the house, and I was driving there in the Ford POS work van, and there was a Ford GT, right, right parked on the curb. Door opens up. And a guy your size, Matt, is getting out of this thing. And it was struggle city. Yeah. For that poor guy. I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> like I guarantee uh, you he hates driving it. I was thinking to myself, man, I hope you get I hope you get what you're looking for in that thing. Cause I'm like, there's no way I would even I sat in a Viper. I'm a big guy, but I'm not a big guy. I sat in a Viper and I felt claustrophobic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um I, he looked like he was in pain trying to get out of that thing because he got out, but then you kind of have to lift yourself up and out because they're so low to the ground. And uh, I was just like, Jesus, man, do you, I, to me, that struggle wouldn't be worth it. Cause, like I have to be comfortable driving a car and he just looked miserable in that thing. So we've mm -hmm. talked many times about the car culture in my neck of the woods. Sure. And how there's a lot of high dollar cars in this area. Well, one of my good buddies, I'm not going to name names, has a detail shop. We would play the game of Will I Fit? <laughs> <laughs> and nine times out of ten, I did not. Wow. But I did get to go get my hands on some brand spanking new 
uh, I, I say hands-on. I just got to get around them. Um, red eyes and stuff like that when they came in because they, they would nice. come in and as soon as they got like a lot of them if they had them delivered they would have the delivery truck deliver them just straight to his detail shop so we could do the paint corrections damn immediately and then paint protection wrap so i was getting to see these things with like five ten miles on them <laughs> jeez and it was glorious just absolutely glorious here's a good question what's your guy's favorite non-mopar muscle car if you had to pick one Hmm. non-mopar muscle car honestly if i had if you asked me okay put your put the top the the big three in order obviously mopars first um chevy second ford third that's just me yeah um that being said i like i like a nice mustang but uh I grew up, my stepdad had a 68 Pontiac Le Mans that uh, was kind of like a GTO clone. He swapped out the 350 for a 400. So mm-hmm. I've always liked the 68 GTOs. Um, I think they're a gorgeous car. Uh, but if I had to pick one, if I had to pick one, I don't, uh, I really like, I don't consider it a muscle car though. And this could be debatable, I guess. I consider it a sports car. Um, I wouldn't mind having a 69 Corvette, big block car, 427, four speed. It's a sports car. I I, I can't call it a muscle car. I have to call it a sports car, so I can't say that. Um, I don't know. I've always had a thing for Corvettes. I I, I absolutely – now looking at the car, I'm like, ugh. But when I was a kid – I absolutely loved the movie Corvette Summer. And <laughs> growing up, only because, only because, how awesome would it be for you to go to Auto Shop and they go, We're going to the wrecking yard to pick a car to rebuild. And that kid's in there all depressed and shit. And then he sees the Stingray emblem fall from the sky and he fucking stops the machine because they're about to crush the 73 Stingray. And he's like, Stop the machine, stop the machine. And everybody's like, what the hell? And he's like, you see what this is? This is the car. It's a Corvette. And then they drag the Corvette in, and the kid's so good. And Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, plays Kenny Dantley. And uh, he builds this custom Corvette that was actually built by Corky's Custom Studios. Um, and uh, he converted it to right-hand drive, and it had candy paint. And it was just a gorgeous car. Um for the time period, you know, looking, looking at it now, you're just like, God, what a gaudy piece of shit. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> as, as a kid, I just, the fenders, uh, I have always loved mm-hmm. a Corvette, a nice Corvette. Um, I don't know, it, late sixties and early eighties, my favorite, but funny enough, <laughs> we're on a Mopar podcast. <laughs> funny enough, those C fours, are getting some serious love right now because like the late eighties, early or mid eighties, yes, early nineties people. I would love to Hemi swap one of those dude. The salad shooter wheels guys. Yes. That's what we used to call them. Fuck. I never thought about that. That would be cool. Cause They're the like whole little front, the whole front tilts up. You could have a fucking Hellcat just sitting right there. Fuck. I that feel like cool. you, you have to make an entrance with that too. Like you gotta be like all decked out in a white suit with like some sort of like a, a neon undershirt and a gold chain Miami Vice style. Never going to give you and a white sweater <laughs> tied around your neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
dude, could you imagine rolling up to a show and hitting a button and having the hood like on an automatic tilt and just go the <laughs> <laughs> flag in the middle the flag oh, fog machine on the back deck so when you open the doors it just rolls out like in some kind of weird 80s dream sequence <laughs> somebody's having like a fever dream flashback all right <laughs> alex's terrible movie corvette summer was a dog shit movie I liked it for the premise of a kid gets to build a custom car in his class. I mean, it was um, absolute garbage, but for what it is. I was pissed at the end. I've always been pissed at the end. I was like, you're going to take the whore over the car? <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? Uh, I would say. It ends, I seen it in forever. Yeah, he ends up leaving the car with fucking Don, Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he goes with the whore. It's like, oh, man, it's bad. <clears throat> It's a bad movie. Hey, man, that was a popular premise. Uh, what was it? Uh, Ron Howard actually did a movie where the whole movie's nothing but a car chase. And it's because he stole someone's race car and goes joyriding in it. I, can't remember, I think it's called Joyride. Hmm. Hmm. And it was uh, he stole their, their Mustang stock car and ran, his dad was the sheriff, everything. And he stole it to impress a girl. And like towards the end of the movie, he tags her in the shower, and then she just wanders off. <laughs> and he's the guy's like the guy who stole the car from him goes, "You showed real potential, kid. Why don't you come on the circuit with us?" <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've seen that one. It's called no. Joy. I, I found it on Amazon by absolute random. <clears throat> um, Blake, what car would you pick? Oh, man, I love the eighties. Um. I would go with a GNX Grand National. There you go. Okay. You can't. You call it. You consider that a muscle car? I, in the eighties, I think it was. Um, I think that was about as muscly as you could get from GM in the eighties. Um, Wait, wasn't it a twin turbo? No, it was a single, single. turbo. Single turbo. Six cylinder. Four I knew yes. it was a cylinder. I just remember how many turbos they had. What's so funny it, is they had that car and it could stomp a Monte Carlo's guts out. <laughs> oh, it, it was faster than the Corvette of that same yeah. year, of the same Absolutely. years it was produced. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting facts about it is they later, so, you know, closely related with the, the Cyclones and the Turbo uh, Trans Am, right? The circuit, the pace car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the Trans Am, they couldn't fit the same cylinder heads between the fenders of the dadgum Trans Am. So the Trans Am was almost the same engine and turbo, but with different cylinder heads that was shaped where it could fit between the the, uh, the inner fenders. Um, so, the, I mean, that was a muscle car, the same powertrain in a Trans Am, right? Turbo Trans Am, so... Yeah, I don't know, man. It, but that the Grand National was the fastest in its time. It's you know? I, and that's why GM is second for me. Um, I think they did a great job in the late '80s and early '90s with their turbos. They had the V6 turbo. Uh, mm. You know the Cyclones, Typhoons, the Grand Nationals, mm. the Firebird. Um, what a fun time! Everybody's turbocharging right. shit. <laughs> like, right? Yes, I love it. <laughs> I am. A, I am a huge fan of the '80s. Yeah, I mean, it's like, look, I love, I love the seventies. I think I didn't really know how much I liked it until um, the good old uh, Clint Eastwood movie, that Grand Torino. 
that thing was pretty slick looking dude it's pretty cool little car you know yeah. Uh, yeah. i don't like a grand torino painted up like starsky and hutch though i think that's horrendous oh you don't like starsky and hutch grand torino no man i'm not a red guy oh well, i mean you gotta be a red guy to like that one for sure i'm not, I'm not a red guy i i don't have that much swagger i, I can't pull off the red yeah, I feel like to be a red vehicle owner, you gotta have swagger. To be a red Corvette owner, you have to be on a different level. I could never I own a red needed, Corvette. You gotta have stop. you gotta have your fanny pack on point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your windbreaker jacket that's embroidered with oh, the yeah. Corvette logo. And you get in, you put your driving gloves on, and before you actually go, you put your hands on the steering wheel and you just go just to hear that leather on the steering wheel. And then you go, it's time to ride. And, and you then drop you always... Or no, you have the little flipper sunglasses where you just like, <laughs> dink, and they go, flick. <laughs> you always got to have your new balances. They're white. Okay, so... Yes. I don't know. You guys remember me telling you years ago I worked at an LS speed shop, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like I worked there. And, man, talk about some of the most stereotypical Corvette owners in the world. Here's a fun story. So I'm at work one day, right? So I work the front desk, uh, technical support during office hours. And then, you know, probably around 2.30ish, we used to shut the office down and I'd go turn wrenches in the back with the guys. You know, so I just needed someone on the phone that could spec out like cam packages, stuff like that, right? So in this time frame, this was what, 2000? So this is like the height of c5 era like when okay they were you know this is like 04 05 so 06 is when the sixth generation yeah 05 sorry 05 06 when the sixth generation corvette came out you know people weren't really modding those yet but the c5s people were tearing into them doing cool stuff upgrades whatever um so i'm literally locking up the showroom one evening right it's like 2 30 so I walk out the front door and the way the key system work is we would just walk out the front door. I'd lock the front door. Then I'd walk down the side of the building where the roll up doors were and go in, to, you know, and, and actually work on vehicles and stuff. So I'm locking up and this guy is getting dropped off with his wife. So this guy walks up to me as I'm closing the door, kind of approaches me from behind, but that's not the joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he's approaching me from behind and like kind of startles me. I turn around. I'm not joking, you guys. He has like, you know, the 80s, like kind of like shiny Remember, so windbreaker jacket. You know, members only jacket or yeah, no, not members of like like the '80s windbreaker jacket where it, it had like the uh, elastic cuffs with like okay, the stripes. Yeah. You know where when about? you walk, it goes. It's like <laughs> right. Okay, so it was like this black windbreaker jacket, and on the back, it was almost like a bald eagle, loud and proud, just spread from shoulder tip to shoulder tip, like the biggest Corvette logo embroidered on it that you could even possibly imagine. Okay. Then he had a matching, like the same material trucker cap with the Corvette, with the Corvette logo on it, right? Oh yeah. He had a Corvette watch. He had a Corvette t-shirt. He had Corvette knee-high socks. The whole shebang. He just didn't have the fanny pack, right? <coughs> he oh, he did. He just wasn't wearing it that day. Yeah, exactly. Probably not. Probably not, right. So he looks at me 
cold face and he says, I'm Jimmy. I'm here for the Corvette. <laughs> I literally look at him. I look to the side of the building where we have 10 of them in the lot. 10. <laughs> and I'm like, which one? Like, he was like, I have a Corvette. Yeah. Like, I'm the guy that brought the Corvette. I brought the Corvette. It's like, yeah, dude, they're everywhere. Uh, that's cool. hilarious. Like, this dude is so stereotypical. He was so proud, man. And I'm just like, oh, god dang redneck Ferrari, man. I I want a, now, cue a week from now, I'm going to have a shitbox Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> Oh like, god. Dude, they're cool. Like we used to cut up in them. We had fun in them. I'm not bashing them, but it's just like I am. <laughs> they have they have I mean, I guess us Mopar people we have weird followings too, but um there's there's this certain group, dude, that I'm just like, oh my dear gosh. Dear gosh. I want to be the guy that makes Corvette guys go, oh fuck no. <laughs> 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 not this guy you scoundrel what's oh, tough uh, oh, what's oh. tough is i love rust and you really can't see rust on a corvette unless you look underneath it <laughs> so uh that'll be tough but we had a cruise in at a local twin peaks restaurant this was about i guess what a year ago when the new c8 corvette came out mm. yeah like that. um it was like when you were first like people were first taking deliveries of them right and so i was at this show just walking around whatever and so this guy had just got i mean it's like bare bones base model c8 corvette just had taken delivery of it paper tags in the window so he was out there showing it off a lot of people huddled around and this guy was just man he was proud peacock look power to you man it's awesome (laughs) but what got me is they were older persons, which you know, nothing wrong with that. But it's just funny that I walked past and looked inside the car. This car is probably like three days old. Both the driver and the passenger seat have a orthopedic foam cushion in the seats because they couldn't stand how rough it rode. Oh, man. Dang. I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah, got my new Corvette with my orthopedic insert. That is so funny. Man, what is it with uh, Yeah, the Corvette thing is it cracks me up. Being a hardcore Mopar guy. But it's funny, like I was thinking about it. To succeed on YouTube, you really gotta do crazy shit these days. I realize that um even with the only really the only Mopar podcast out there, I still can't gain traction on YouTube. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to do something fucking retarded. <laughs> so I, I may just end up with a shitbox Corvette and we may do it. fuck. I might have to. I wonder what I the cheapest the C four that you were talking about. I think that's the last year that they didn't have a torque tube, so it's probably very feasible. Um otherwise, you know c5 and later have torque tubes so yeah i wouldn't do something new like i said it would either be the 80s and early 90s or mm-hmm. it would be my dream which would be an 80 or an 82 just because they're they're shit engines anyway but i've always i've never had a problem with uh the styling of that one in particular but like the late 70s where they just they they didn't have the little the little lip spoiler in the back it just looks like dog shit mm-hmm. um but uh 
the 80 or 82 i don't know why it's like my seat it would be my seat as a mopar guy it would be like my secret <laughs> you know what oh, i mean like 80, i have a corvette that nobody knows about 82 was the 30th anniversary edition 20th oh 20th wait no no it's 30 because 50 52 or whatever was the first corvette right in the 50s yeah i'm wrong my math is wrong but i think hold on Chris can't math. I can't. Oh, dude, another. All right, I'm sorry. I'm bombarding you with Corvette stories because they're everywhere. Here's this is how I knew that was an anniversary edition Corvette. Okay, so I'm a tech at a local um, performance shop, right? And this this was after I worked at LS shop. This this shop did anything, any old school, and diesel. They also did modern diesels. Um, this guy comes in with you know whatever that it's an anniversary vet from 82 it's like black with like a silver collector's edition is what they're called bottom is that what it was a collector yeah it's it's just a collector's edition good looking car good looking car right it kind of had like those turbine wheels on it you know yeah Yeah. so he comes in and he's like hey just bought this corvette and um I think it's the numbers matching engine in it. Uh, I think it's pretty tired. And he was right. It was, you know, just old tired 350, nothing fancy. And uh, he's like, all right. So my buddy sold me this 350 uh, and a turbo 350 trans. I want you to swap the powertrain out in it because this is fresh. And then I'll take the numbers matching engine, dash it on the side and, you know, whatever. I'll rebuild it one day or something. All right, cool. No problem. Right. So I go to town and I'm, I yank the powertrain out. And literally the day I'm about to put this other powertrain that he had brought to us to put in, he comes up and he's like, All right, now I'm going to give you a little education here, Sonny. Um, <laughs> this here is Corvette Corporate Blue. I'm going to need you to paint that engine Corvette Corporate Blue. And so I'm like, Hmm. shake up the can do a little test spot on the piece of paper and i'm like that's ford blue <laughs> no 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 to the untrained eye that is corvette corporate blue it's the untrained eye. And, uh, untrained and he's like he's he's just trying to convince me that it's it is corporate blue corporate blue corporate blue up and down up and down i'm like all right dude so i mean we detail i painted the crap out of that engine had another guy come into the shop, looked at it. He's like, why well, I got a Ford blue engine in that Corvette. And like everybody coming through the shop. Right. I literally went, cause we rebuilt in diesel injection pumps. We had a full inventory of engine paint. One of those was Ford blue. <laughs> I did a test spot right next to the can. He gave me, couldn't even tell. Like it was, it was Ford blue. <laughs> so the guy comes, picks up the car. He's, tickled to death he's like man it looks great the engine's beautiful everything's detailed and clean goes to the first car show and gets laughed out of the car show <laughs> oh no oh man <laughs> yeah but he oh man i didn't know what i was talking about that, that was cool man, well when you don't cool listen you kind of bring it on yourself um, that's true no 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 buddy <laughs> oh gosh yeah, I uh, there's just something about these fucking cars. <laughs> um, God, that would be awful if I had a Corvette. That would be so bad. 
You should do it just to aggravate people. That'd be fun. I just, I really want to put a Hemi in one. I think that would be fun. Where can we get one? Gee, if only we talk about the Corvette or the Hemi. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Hemis we have a plenty. We got like eight of them things floating around over here. I just wonder how big is a Hemi compared to a small block 350? Uh, I can go measure one well, right they, here on the stand, but I don't have a small block at hand. Well, let me ask you this, Blake, because people do uh, LS swaps. How much bigger is the Hemi than the LS? Not that big. It's, I mean, the, the heads are wide. Yeah. But I mean, if I had a longer good. cord and my lights on, I'd be like, well, let's eyeball it. Yeah. I mean, hold on, let me get a light on. I it's don't know the if big, there's enough it's room. the big cylinder heads, really. I mean, it, it's not that massive of an engine. Like, when you take the cylinder heads off and put it next to, like, an LS or a small block 350, it's almost the same, man. It's not that big. See, look, look at those heads. Look how wide those heads are. stuff I'd, I'd get it closer but i swapped to my shorter cord and i don't know where my long cord went ah uh, you're good i don't know oh it would for sure fit in there though chris it would it would fit in the body Fuck for I'm sure gonna, it would i'm gonna have to find one of these things <laughs> i'm sure i could get one for dirt cheap because they're such piles i mean i think it'd fit if you don't do it miami vice style you're not doing it right I mean, like full out, Don I, Johnson. I think this is a good-looking car. <laughs> I know that a lot of people don't, but uh, let me see here. Where is it? There it is. Oh, the Superbird, of course. Huh? It's not a bad-looking car. No, it's not bad. <clears throat> I think you're right, though. There's the so these later C3s with the urethane bumpers. There was a point in time where they went really south. It was uh, That's what the late seventies. That really looked stupid. I think. I think the eighties were cool because they had they smoothed the lower. Out. They had the lower valance, um, uh, like the bumper hung a little bit lower, and then the back of them has the little lip spoiler that just it finishes the car off very nicely. God, gotcha. I don't know. I. I've seen some that I just don't like. They look great in dark colors, uh, lighter colors. They don't do anything for me, but in a black or a dark blue, or they just, I, I just think they're nice looking cars. Um, but the biggest drawback in them, aside from not being a Mopar, is that uh, <laughs> they have that crossfire pile of shit <laughs> engine. But I don't know. I think I think one of those pop the hood with a Hemi in it. I think that would piss a lot of people off. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Oh, oh that would be God. cool. I, I just it. I just realized that light on. You can really see all my shit back there. <laughs> Give it ten years, and you all talk about how cat owners same way. I already do, fro. <laughs> those rats. <laughs> This guy's got a point. Give it 10 years and you'll talk about Hellcat owners the same way as Corvette owners. <laughs> I already do. Like, oh, man. Mopar guys make it really hard to like Mopar guys. <laughs> we do. Tall John, what's up, buddy? Um, yeah, I just, the problem, being a car guy, 
but having like for me I'm like so invested in Mopars now that I just feel I would feel dirty having something else, but I kind of like the idea of feeling dirty. <laughs> oh, I'm a hooker. I'll, I'll own anything. So it's really cool. All right, y'all got me. Now, now I'm gonna look on marketplace see if I can find something. Uh, you done did it now. Well, I mean, if I is it cool if I talk about what I would own? Yeah. Oh, sorry, man. Absolutely, absolutely, man. It's about time. It's okay, guys. It's your show, man. Um, Do you think? uh, Actually, I don't know what I don't. I just want to be dramatic for like five seconds. You don't know what muscle car you don't? Man, because I own it. I own the. I own the dream. My dream muscle car. You know what I mean? So, and a lot of people wouldn't even consider it a muscle car because it was supposed to be the compact gas zipper. You know. Um. If I really had to pick something, it would probably be it'd probably be a bullet. I'm, I'm gonna be honest, it'd probably be a bullet or an Eleanor fastback Mustang. Yeah. They're nice. I mean, now you can actually call it an Eleanor. Yeah, now that they lost that copyright lawsuit. <laughs> it's funny because I'm a brand whore, but I'm not. You know, bro. The, but I mean, the thing is, like, <laughs> did you hear about what they're doing with the Eleanor? The people that they. The family of the guy that designed the first Eleanor? No. They copyrighted the name Eleanor. So if anyone named their car Eleanor, they would they could they would just show up and take their car. Yeah. The YouTuber. Do you know I don't know it really well, but there was this YouTuber that was building one and they just straight up came take it. Isn't is that correct, Matt? Yeah, they just straight up took it. They're like, sorry, it's copyrighted. You're breaking copyright law and took it. Wow. And like they were like they were taking they had a multi-million dollar collection of cars because they were just seizing completed mm-hmm. cars, cars in progress. Like they were just seizing them. And a lot of guys a lot of people finally rallied up and were like, no, they're just they're stealing they're stealing these cars. Like you can't trademark a name. So they, they finally like oh, especially if, shit. What? <laughs> what <laughs> uh i just found a <laughs> god <laughs> what do you what did you find our podcast <laughs> i found a 90 corvette greenwood edition with forty six thousand miles to one owner in california <laughs> the six-speed manual for five grand <laughs> that would be what the hell is a greenwood edition it's like let's shut it up it's got a uh like a, a body kit basically it's like a factory it's actually not a bad i mean for a for a fucking boxy ass corvette it's not that bad it is it, it, i hate using this term but it definitely looks like a garage find <laughs> this thing's covered in dust let me see let me pull it up i can't believe i'm talking about corvettes on my fucking show what the fuck? <laughs> well, we are talking about hemi swapping it so i actually i've been thinking about it i you know i said i don't have time but i really think it's important to have a show that's just about cars in general <laughs> just because so in the comments while you pull that up who here thinks it's a good idea to build a hemi swapped say a corvette and <laughs> sneak it no. into ls fest okay yeah oh my gosh that's right, so right, ugly right. it's beautiful right that's okay thank god i'm not the one who thought it was hideous um it is the wing man like i don't think hideous <laughs> the, i don't know whether like to go take it on a shopping trip oh, or what god. like it's bro this honestly looks like the car like the high school bully in any early 90s movie would have drove a hundred percent yes 
I can't believe this shit box only has 46,000 miles. Wow. Talk about not having pride in your Corvette. Good Lord. Boy, howdy. Needs to be trailered. Wow. I can't believe it is only. Look at those wheels. (sighs) Oh, man. That is so. It's so bad. It's awesome. This cleaned up would be pretty cool at Radwood. (laughs) I love the Radwood shit. (laughs) I think it's cool. I. yeah, I can't do it. I can't. What well, you know? Circling back, what cracks me up is Fro saying that we talk about Hellcat owners. Say we were talking about Corvette owners. Fro himself has a personal vendetta against Corvette owners. Really? <laughs> he hates them with a passion. <laughs> I uh, the, com- the comments, Chris. That they think we should try to sneak in the LS Fest. What if, what if, <laughs> could you imagine if all three of us had GM cars that were fucking hemi swapped and we just <laughs> rolled in like a squad? And just fucking... <laughs> Look, I'm already having to give up a Mopar car just so I can get my Ford truck. I'm not, I, I don't have anything else to give up for a GM car. No, I think I, I'm set on a Batmobile Corvette if I ever got one. It would have to be the Batmobile because that, that's my childhood aside from Mopars the batmobile corvette why are these things so expensive now like you used to be able to get like a fully restored corvette like that for eight grand inflation my guy oh my gosh well, the, the problem the problem is when they get popular when anything when people find out oh that they make cheap fucking cars that we can have fun with then people start buying them up Damn, that's a pile of shit. Like, think days. about think about OBS Chevy trucks right now. You used yeah. to get those for nothing. No, uh, you used to get them for a thousand dollars all day. Now you're looking at twenty, thirty. Jeez. Yeah, that's insane. Damn, there's a lot. Of course, there's a lot of these shit box Corvettes in California for dirt cheap. Really? Yeah does not surprise me oh oh no 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 no! i got this i got this <laughs> this one you gotta look at let me see if i can share it in our chat i don't know if can you i don't know if you can it's can a guest share um, oh yeah do it then i was gonna say blake should be able to present all right let's see which um all right, this one. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> what is this? Like, what is this? Oh my God, he's got the stick on side vents, the fender yeah. vents. Yeah. The port, the port vents? Like, what is oh, this, dude? Man. Okay, at the risk of sounding somewhat racist, I wasn't expecting it to be a white guy that owned it. <laughs> That's so wrong. Oh my god! I mean, like it's got the little uh, oh, yeah. shutters, or I don't know what you call them—the little blinds, <laughs> mini blinds on the taillights. Is that what that is? Those are the hater hey, blockers. <laughs> yeah, those are the hater blockers, man. <laughs> oh, oh my god! 
<laughs> I'd have to wear sunglasses inside. Oh, it's red on red on red. I mean, was yeah. that like a little tuner? It is up? Was three like little, different shades of red. <laughs> little TV he's got up there on the dash. Good God! <laughs> that's, oh, it's probably like a, a Game Boy or something stuff in dash. I don't know. Bro, this, I miss old school Game Boys. Like all this. That you, is really You guys bad. realize, though, that this guy built this car, and he thought it was the fucking coolest <laughs> car. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. God. That's so bad. How, All right. Now how I'm going to wish you find something worse. How would that feel, though, if you feel like you have the baddest shit on the block, and you go to your first car show, and people just start shitting on you? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. That is the worst. <laughs> That is probably the worst thing I can think of, and now I want to feel that experience. <laughs> do it, do it. If I can find one for two grand, I just found one. That's a little. That's a little. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that one. <laughs> God, your voice is not deep enough for that one, is it? No. Uh, how many Daytonas and lasers have been hemi swapped? I know of at least. Th- three or four you do that i've seen oh, online one yeah. it was it was done really well there's a black one there's a red one um there might be two red ones there's definitely a few of them out there holy shit jesus man i have not looked at vehicles in a long time these prices are insane yeah i got chief for a steal this is nuts you guys Wow, everybody has marked up their shitbox Corvettes. Right? Uh, that's Man, funny. A 20-year-old Corvette for $24,000. That's crazy. That's dumb. I, I've i been looking because I've been uh, just hunting around, seeing what kind of Mopars are out there in the market right now, and it's just it's crazy. It's fucking insane. I'm glad I have what I have. Right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. There's a freestanding stripper pole for sale in my area. <laughs> oh wait. Good for them. Five hundred bucks. Of course it's in Missouri. Fucking meth smokers. <laughs> this dude, this 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 might be LS This might be sneaking the LSS material here. <laughs> When have you seen the rampage I've shared the mid engine 392 rampage from the wide body kit on it? That's Arrington Performance. They have, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, that dude's what, bad. What's that, it called? The Outrage or something like that? The Outrage, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, that thing, that thing is a bad dude. That thing's wild. Ooh, another car. I don't think you could ever fit it in there, but I would love to Hellcat swap a Fiero. <laughs> Bro, yeah. I mean, they Hellcat swapped a Miata. Surely you can make it fit in a Fiero. They LS, they LS swapped. Uh, Hellcat guys with the splitter guards. Oh, pull up, bro. In the chat, aside from Mopars, what, what would you? What do you prefer, GMs or Fords? I'm curious. Every brand has a group cliche Corvette owners, Hellcat guys with splitter guards, Mustang <laughs> owners, can't leave car shows that are so universal. Uh, these Mopar guys are like, 
oh, Mustangs, you think you hurt people? Watch this. <laughs> Bro, I love like I hate takeovers where they block up intersections and stuff. Oh. I hate it. But I will watch I will watch people getting fucked up at a at a takeover all day. <laughs> like I don't give a shit about you. Like they be standing there like hyping up their buddy and their buddy like sh- whips his shit right into him. <laughs> you're just like, oh my god, how are you walking? Dude, yeah, uh, and I'll say this too: if you look at look at the auto auctions, the salvage yards, the rate of performance cars getting smashed is unreal because of these takeovers. Like, I mean. We look at inventory prices for like the Hellcats, the 5.0 Mustangs, um, even like the Scats, the 6.4 Hemis, anything LTLS based stuff like that. Mm. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how much is out there. Just the price of Hellcat engines alone, I've been following really closely. So it used to be around $20,000 to get a pullout Hellcat powertrain. Now I've seen them as low as nine. They're probably wow. stolen, but I've seen them as low as nine. Typical right now, the average is thirteen thousand for a complete Hellcat powertrain. Good okay. lord! But I mean, where can you go build a seven hundred and seven horsepower engine for thirteen thousand? I mean, I know people with four hundred eight strokers; they have fifteen grand into it, maybe to make four hundred. I do enjoy a good old four eight four hundred eight stroker, though. It's got a good cool sound to it, but I mean if I'm spending that money, I'm going I'm going all in, man. Oh yeah, I mean don't get me wrong, I wouldn't I wouldn't pass up something modern for it, but you just can't help but appreciate something like that, an old school four oh eight. Speaking of Starsky and Hutch, I just found one on marketplace. <laughs> oh, This is crazy. <laughs> what you got, man? What you got? I'm looking, and Cal- California seems to be the Corvette fucking <laughs> <laughs> treasure trove. My no. God, a lot of a lot of overpriced shit. Lots without engines, interiors gone. Um, I guess my Corvette dreams are over before they started. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if Johnny's enough of a friend. If I said, "Hey, dude, I found a Corvette. I need to have it uh, stored at your place until I can get down there." <laughs> like, I wonder if he would do that. I mean, yeah, he'd be like, "Nope, no thanks." Of course. <laughs> GM doesn't cross this property line. <laughs> found a '73 Cuda for twelve thousand. Really? Mm. Actually, for what it looks. Pretty solid. Looks like it used to be a um, an AON AO1 light package car. Well, that's just, that sound was don't tempt me. Um. <laughs> it's got all new sheet metal on the back. I mean, it's a project car, but new trunk floor, new quarters, new tail pan, new deck lid. Not bad. I have not seen any... 68 to 70 chargers for reasonable prices lately. <laughs> no. Seems like oh. any of them that are under 20 grand, they get scooped up really quick. Oh, with the quickness. 
I mean, it don't last but a couple hours, if that. No. Which I find hilarious because everybody says how overpriced shit is, but yet it sells. So it's like, man. Well, of course you're going to say that. I mean, I love when Mike Coffee posts anything for sale and people go to argue with him. <laughs> and they're gone in like a day. <laughs> he had that challenger for a while. Did he finally sell it? I don't think he finally sold it either. But I mean, I'm not going to talk shit about it because I, I would love to have it. <laughs> but, I mean, nine times out of ten, anything that guy posts sells in like a day or two for the amount he wanted. Mm-hmm. I do love me a nice e body. Now that I have this Roadrunner, though, like my want for an e body, I think is it hasn't subsided. Like I still wouldn't mind having one, but it's less now. Just because I'm like, well, all right, so I got close. something close. Yeah, I got something close. It's not as gorgeous as an e-body because I think those cars are amazing. You but, uh, are dangerously close to being blasphemous in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I do wish my car had uh, the air grabber, though. That's one thing I wish I had. I wish your car was at my house. So it would be appreciated for what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. I would tuck that car in every night. Would you if read some time stories? I would. I'd be like, and then the black ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, if I offered to trade you my Roadrunner for your Swepty and your Duster, would you do it? Oh, fuck you. No. I love you. <laughs> That's what I thought. But Shut I mean... your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you shit yourself. I'd be like, hell yeah. <laughs> I no, was wondering uh, where that was gonna go. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I couldn't, man. The duster. I mean, that was 16 years of chasing. Yeah. I was just testing to see whether or not that was your dream car or not. <laughs> Destiny your loyalty, man. Yeah. Dude, that thing. I had somebody like the traveling salesman that roamed through the neighborhoods. Uh, we have a no solicitor signed up, but they caught my mom trying to come in the, our house. And uh, clarification here. My mom retired and moved in with us. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. Mom, more meatloaf! More meatloaf! She tried to poison it once, but now I can totally tell. Um, uh, Anyway, uh, they caught her when she was getting in, trying to get in the house, and my duster's sitting outside right now under a cover. He's like, is that still that orange car? And my mom's like, yeah. He goes, well, he's been working on that a long time. Does he want to sell it? My mom's like, no. And I was like, I swear to God, I see anyone look at that duster sideways or like get anywhere near it. I will like, if anybody gets close to it, I'm instantly like uh, Zach Galifianakis from the first thing over. Don't even look at it. Nope. No. Don't touch it. Don't, Don't touch even it. look at it. Nope. Yeah, keep on walking, old man. <laughs> That's right. That's hilarious. Like I'm, I am insanely protective of that duster. Um, but I mean, now, now, if you want to trade, I would. Too late, you lost your chance. Now, I would, say, <laughs> I would, I, I would probably give up Chief in a trade for for the Swepty, but I wouldn't give up the duster, or for the Roadrunner, but I wouldn't give up the duster. Nice. All right. I was wondering, like I like I said, just testing you. No, yeah, I would, really love that car. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone, you, nobody should ever doubt my love for that car. <laughs> um, 
you're a better man than myself because I can tell you right now, if you have a dream vehicle and you give it up, you will always go, damn it, I shouldn't have fucking got rid of it. The so problem free- was the deal for me was it was so sweet to have the Roadrunner because it was a muscle car, you know what I mean? Well, I hate, to, I hate to say this on the day of you're still feeling the emotional blow. You motherfucker. But what did I say? What? When you were talking about trading it or selling it, what'd I say? You said I'm going to regret it? Yep. <laughs> I sure did multiple times. Yeah. I have mixed feelings. Like, I love the... Uh, I don't blame you. I mean, of course you're going to have mixed feelings, my man. I really wish I could have just bought the Roadrunner cash. But I, 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 I wasn't in that position. And... Uh, I don't know. I st- In the back of my mind, I'm still like... Every time I think, God, I shouldn't have gotten rid of that, I'm like, I can build another tin grill. Just as cool. Maybe not just as cool. <laughs> and that's also what I've been saying today is like, sure. I mean, you, you ran your course with that truck, and you're going to be able to get into something and build an actual talking Mopar. Corvette? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Man, you, we all know you're going to end up in a tin grill. Oh, it'll happen. I mean, matter of time. I gotta find. I gotta wait for the right one to come along. Yeah. I'm jealous of you guys. You got all the cool stuff up there. What are you talking about? All the cool cars are up northern down here. It's like, and you can't find anything. Yeah, we do have some cool shit up here. Um, <laughs> bro, I don't lie. Like, I mean, Fro and I, I Fro and I almost bought a four door Monaco with a big block in it. And a really? carbon and a carbon fiber wrap on the hood. We kept passing it when we had to go to <laughs> go to Missouri for uh, some meetings. We kept driving past it. It's fine. One day we stopped and looked at it. We just about purchased it. It'd have been great. Good old Dodge Monaco. I don't know. I I also really like like as much as I want another ten grill. I really like these second gen two wheel drive short bed. Dodge trucks, these Rams. As like someone it. who owned, that's the next man. Indy, right now. The Indy and the SST, dude. As someone who owned a couple of second gens, eh. Really? It doesn't. They don't do it for me, man. Like they're just, eh. Like I, I will always get down more with an old, old school truck than the second gens. I get what you're saying. I think they're going to come on strong. Just being completely honest, I think oh, you're they're going to hit like the old body style Chevys. Like the second gym Rams are the next. And from what I understand, Holly is working on hemi swap mounts for them. They already have them, I think. Mm. Do they not? Mm-hmm. I could have swore they did. No. Yeah. Uh, Boosted Motorsports was doing a video on an Indy that he has that he was um, doing some prototyping for Holly for that swap. Yeah. Okay. My mistake. Yeah. I wanted to I wanted to invest in that and, and try to come up with some mounts and work with um some individuals on it, but too many irons in the fire at one point, I guess. Well, there's always room for improvement. Every time somebody comes out with a swap kit or something, somebody always um Comes yeah. out with something a little bit different, a little bit more refined. Um, the thing with Holly is they just have the resources, you know? They really do. That's true. I mean, they just got to – I mean, in all honesty, they just got to put posts on their website. Hey, we're looking for this. 
bring your vehicle by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll sure. say this to like a lot of people approach me and like, oh man, don't you just hate Holly? That I'm like, no. Like, <laughs> dude, they're doing their things. Power to them. I'm doing mine. That's cool. Like, I I think when we go to Mo Party, I think it's a blast. Like, I I think competition makes things all the better. Yep. I really do. That Mo Party is just a good time. Like, we get together, we have fun. Oh shit! I need to start. Well, oh, let me. A body barracudas are awesome. They sure are. Yeah, they are. Oh, uh, what's the other rental place? Like that trimmer, tumor. The what? Oh, For, I think it's like. Uh, it's like Airbnb, but Trudor or True Turo. Turo's for cars. Is it Turo? Speaking of which, I better look up uh, if there are any Hellcat Durangos available. <laughs> oh, a Hellcat Durango, you beast, you. That's what you're thinking about for Vegas? Maybe. I don't know. I, I do like the idea of just unhooking the trailer and just driving the Ram around. That'd be fine. Ram's cool. I dig it. Just to get around. Oh. Damn, we could rent a Rolls Royce Ghost for only four hundred dollars a day. Oh shit, I can get a Lamborghini for four hundred bucks a day. I would not do that. That's a waste of money. Especially since I wouldn't fit. <laughs> okay. People are watching us literally scroll around looking for stuff right now. <laughs> Oh, we're having some banter. I'm looking for an air. The Verbo or whatever is the other one. <laughs> I actually don't know. Oh, yeah. I like those ones. How did you How did you like the SST? Nice truck or what? There's an, in, there's an indie truck for five grand or best offer in Oregon that I saw. What? It's, it's got some hideous 20s on it. It's got the faded uh, clear coat or whatever, the peeling clear coat problem. But I'm like, fuck, if I could get that thing for three grand, that would be fun to play with. What's, what's the difference between an SST and an indie truck? Uh, nothing, really, um, aside from the paint scheme. And this one's indie and one's just a sport truck. Same um, wheels and everything, right? Yeah, I think what happened was the indie was only available for one year because it was the pace truck and i think it was so successful that dodge was like well hey we got a sport truck let's let's run with it for a couple years right it's been a long day um what is why am i brain i'm brain farting where mo party is bowling green dude bowling green there i I knew it had green green. oh that's funny (laughs) it's been a long day it has September. Been, yeah. We still need to come up with our plan, dude. What are we doing? That's what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> He's looking at no party dates. So I'm not, ta- I'm not taking Maddox's challenger again. <laughs> we'll rent something before we do that if Chief so, isn't ready. Matt, while you look that up, for those who are still listening and playing along with us today, um, we're all going to be together at Matt's Muscle Cars at the Strip, having a good time talking about all the good things related to Mopars and Hemis and Mm -hmm. 
We will not be talking about Corvettes. Don't worry. No, we won't. We'll spare you that talk. And then we're all going to converge on Moparty as well. Right? Yes. So if you don't catch us in Vegas, you can catch us in Bowling Green. Hell yeah. Um, I I don't know if Blake, it's are you as rooming, cheap. I'm sorry. Blake, are you rooming with us at Moparty? Oh. Um, sure. Okay. We're Airbnb in it again. That really was the best thing we did. Mm-hmm. Bro, it was such a good time. Like, shared some meals, had a lot of laughs. You guys tried to prank me, and I said, hells no. <laughs> we sure did. We sure did. <laughs> Creeper doll. <laughs> Dude, it was just so weird that it was, like, hidden away in the kitchen. Oh, ooh. Here <laughs> and I love how much trust you had in us. You immediately locked your bedroom door. <laughs> Look, I'll trust a lot of things, but a bunch of grown men unsupervised with a creepy ass doll. Nope, not one of them. Not one of them. That's funny. I mean, you're not wrong, <laughs> you're not, you're not off there. <laughs> Dude, this shit's higher than on Airbnb. This supposed to be cheaper. On uh, BRBO? Yeah. Either that or they just figured out that's when they raise their prices. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say is for those of you that are like, oh, I, I can't make it out to Vegas, I highly encourage you to look at um, flights right now because one of my coworkers, she's going to Hawaii with her whole family, like two kids. Um uh, for 500 bucks round trip. I was like, huh? <laughs> Wait, what? On what yeah. airline? Uh, probably a shitty one, but that's beside the point. I'm flying on a shitty one. It ain't that good. Yeah, I was like, Hawaii, are you sure? <laughs> it sounded too good to be true, but she says it's legit. Like, stuff you in an overhead compartment? I know, right? I was like, Wait, round trip? She goes, Yep, round trip. I was like, That's too good to be true. It's got to be. Let's see what it is right now. Let's say let's say I'm in and it's September sixteenth uh, through the eighteenth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going to Las Vegas. That sounds right. So let's see. Oh no, nope, I'm off. It's the fourteenth. Like we'll be there the fourteenth through the Say so you check in on the last year, it was like the 16th or something. Mm-hmm. I think they always hold it the week after LS Fest. They do, they have they have them bam, bam, bam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now there's so many daggone LS Fests. There's like Vegas, there's Texas, there's the OG in Kentucky, and maybe one in Florida now. There's definitely a lot of fests. <laughs> That's for damn sure. All right, here's All a here's a house. Uh, Blake, is the missus joining you in Bowling Green, or is it just you? Um, that one probably just me. I would think maybe. Okay, because uh, this one is two bedroom, two uh, two bath. 95 a night. It's cheap. I like yeah. that. That is definitely um, 
a good buy. All right. So I'm, let's just say you live in Tampa, Florida, and you want to go to Las Vegas for Muscle Cars of the Strip, and you're going to show up a day early on the 16th, and you're going to leave um, on Monday so you can still attend the Dodge event. The cheapest ticket I can find is $267 round, round trip. Mm-hmm. That's not bad to get to Vegas. I'm going to do this through my phone. So not I can... bad at all. What, a lot of times they have the uh, I don't know if they do at this point in time but the Southwest want to get away every now and then I used to see um, Vegas want to get away for Southwest like for like 99 bucks one way wow. so 200 round trip um, so I would definitely check your areas um, and see if you can get one of those want to get away tickets to get out there because once you get out there, it's not that bad. We're staying at a hotel right near the airport. It's a brand new hotel. There's a few right there, right by the airport. And it's like one, oh gosh, $140, a night. Hmm. Not, not too bad for a brand new hotel. Um, I definitely want to go to Carlisle. Syracuse Nationals, I've never heard of that. <laughs> I usually go to Carlisle every year. Um, so the last couple of years, we helped put on the Hemi Swap Seminar. Um, I really enjoy Carlisle. Um, good people. There's some things I wish would be improved a little bit on, but I mean nothing. Nothing that's a deal breaker. It's always a good show. Good. They last year they had a record-breaking attendance something like three thousand people three thousand cars registered or something something crazy yeah it was it was huge i think it was three thousand cars five hundred and thirty dollars round trip from seattle to honolulu that's a screaming deal that is pretty good okay guys i know we're talking about getting to mats and flights and stuff, but I have to digress for just a minute because I found something that was super cool. Okay. I got to share this. (laughs) And I want you guys to pick out of these pictures what I think is the the coolest thing. The coolest thing. Okay. About this vehicle. You guys see it? Okay. Is Is it the club cab? Oh, no, that's cool. But let's just go through all the pictures. And there's something that's going to jump out at you and be like, man, that's pretty awesome. Oh, I see it. What am I missing? It's the underbed storage container door. And it's just on that side. And watch, they open it up. It's a pretty clean little truck, man. Holy shit, that thing is clean. Look at it. It says uh, one owner since wow. 1976. Um, but look, it's got the fold-out club cab Oh, seats. hell yeah. And... Look at that carpet. The carpet oh, oh, is oh, clean. No, no, it gets better. Watch this. There's a yep. storage unit. And ready? Bam. Oh, shit. <laughs> That is dope. With the matching burl wood. (laughs) Look at that, dude. Wow. 
That's a nice little ride there, dude. Fifty five hundred bucks. Not bad. Anyway, sorry, I had to share that. I had to share. I need another tin grill in my life. I really do. All right, we found one that has a three bedroom, so three beds. Um, one hundred two a night. Okay, that's good. So, everybody still listening? What's the point of us talking about all that? Is it's still affordable to get out there and get to these shows? Get to the shows, you know. Just don't enjoy them. You don't have to bring a car. Oh my god! I like the pressure. I like the non-pressure of not having to bring a car and just enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah, regardless of whether or not uh, my car is done, I'm gonna have a blast. It's gonna be there. And uh, I'm just I'm just looking forward to this. I really I'm at the point where I can't wait for the event. I can't wait to be there. But there's part of me that just wants it to be over so I can get ready for the next one. (laughs) I'm selfish like that. No, you're fine. They're just so I, I just look forward to the events so much because they're so fun. I don't I don't have a good time when I go to an event without my friends. (laughs) That's a bummer. I have to have at least a buddy with me when I go to these things. Oh, this is gonna be different. Because it's so easy to just get lost in in the grind and trying to get all the stuff we're there to get. And then you're just like, uh, you're so burnt out and done. Because I mean when I went when we did Mo Party, you and I, Chris, Mm -hmm. I mean we had a hell of a time. We sure did. Oh my god, I almost had a panic attack. I saw a really cheap boogie van, but it was a Chevy. <laughs> and at first glance, I was like, oh, it's the same color as my old Dodge. I just saw a brown shorty boogie van here too. <clears throat> Coffee sent me one in California for six grand that runs and drives, and I was like, that's kind of cool. I kind of like that. <laughs> Have you heard any more of yours since you sold it? No, no, I haven't. I've been waiting for him to reach out to me to buy the rest of the parts I have. Cause I don't know. Uh, that's another thing. I'm like, man, if Facebook, I mean, I, I can use the money. So I'm not complaining that I sold the van, but uh, after looking that I had, so I had this plan. I knew I was selling my van for five grand and uh, I was keeping a lot of the parts and some of the yeah. stuff I have, uh, like it's hard to find and I don't want to sell it because I don't want to have to hunt it all back down. Um, and there was a 78 that was damn near the same color in Oregon with a running and driving 360 that was, had less rust. And the guy he wanted, I think it was 5,800 and then he dropped the price to like four or something. And then, uh, 3,800. And I talked to him (laughs) right before I sold my van and I was like, Hey, would you take three grand? And he said, yeah. So I was like, all right, perfect. I'm going to sell mine for five. I'm going to go buy that one for three and I'm going to pocket 2000 and I still have all my parts and I can build another van and pocket two grand. And, uh, I get the $5,000 in my hand. I help the guy get the car over or the van over to his house, get it in the garage. I jump in the truck. See you later, dude. First thing I do is I get on my phone. The guy sold it. I was like, oh. son of a bitch. I was so mad. I had a plan. It was perfect. I was going to surprise everybody. I was going to be like, hey, I got another van. <laughs> that quick. Oh, I sold man. one just to go buy one. And uh, he sold it. Jeez. 
Joe, you couldn't be more right. Um, putting together someone else's project is like doing a jigsaw puzzle that's missing pieces. And that's exactly what I've experienced with my car. I was putting too much faith in uh, the extra parts that I had. And a lot of them are either not for the car or they are wrong. So <clears throat> I'm starting to get nickel and dimed. But uh, the money from Facebook's really going to help me get the rest of what I need. And then uh, from that point, it's just spending as much free time as I can on the car. Today, I, I worked on it a little bit, getting it ready to pull the dash tomorrow. And uh, I just wasn't feeling it. I was like, I'm just not in the mood. Just because the whole truck thing really pissed me off. Um, it actually made me, funny enough, it made me love that car more when I realized that the truck wasn't coming home, I was like, I like this car. And I was looking at it and I was like, I just had, I had a moment. I was like, yeah, this car is going to be fun. Um, I really do like it. I think you have a good, I think you got a good, that's a sweet car, dude. It really yeah. is. It's going to be fun. It's perfect for what I got going on. Cause I, it's for me. It's just weird because I don't like having nice shit because I'm worried about fucking it up. You know what I mean? With a shit box, it's like, oh, whoops, I scratched something. Like when I was uh, pulling the steering, because you got to drop the steering column to get the dash out easily. Yeah. And uh, that little plastic piece that runs along the bottom of the steering column mm -hmm. that kind of tucks the wires and hides them. Yep. Um, I pulled it out and it fucking broke and shattered on me. I was like, what the fuck? I, I had it unscrewed and everything. And when I pulled it out, it just blew apart. I was like, shit. And it was, it was painted tawny gold. And I was, I was a little pissed off. Cause I was like, damn, I, uh, that was the one thing that I broke on the car so far. And I was just pissed. I was like, shit, I really wanted to keep it as original as possible, but I guess it doesn't really work with parts that old, I guess. It was super brittle plastic, and a lot of the stuff, a lot of the wires that I'm looking at and touching underneath the dash, I'm like, this is some brittle shit. I'm glad I'm redoing the wiring on it so I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I don't think if I buy another project car, it's going to be something that hasn't been blown apart already. I would like to yeah. try to do that. And to be honest, like aside from a truck and a van, uh, I really don't need another muscle car. I mean, if I found one for a great price, uh, eventually I'd like to build a wing car clone, but that's several years down the road probably. So I think I'm just going to have fun with this Roadrunner, try to get another van or a truck. The thing with the van, I really wanted to build a mobile podcast studio. But now I'm like, do I really need to? If I go to these events, am I really going to be sitting in a van podcasting? Probably yeah. not. <laughs> you can be with the people, bit. man. You could be with the people. Yeah. I love the idea of having a van. And if I found the right one, I would love to play with one. But... It's not a on my list of priorities. The Roadrunner is, but uh, and a tin grill. I would love to get another one someday. I, I like. I'm basically putting myself in a situation where I was like, "What would I rather have more? Another van or a tin grill?" As cool as the vans are, I think if I had to choose, I'd probably get another truck. I think, unless I think the right get, van came along. <laughs> I think you would get more use out of the truck, for sure. You know. I think once I get a place with a shop and I have more room, it'll be easier for me to go, okay, I can have one of everything I want. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when I'm working with tight space, I have to make a decision of what would I park outside and sure as fuck isn't going to be the Roadrunner. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, not at all. 
a ratty tin girl, maybe. But I didn't even like having the. Uh, when I had the van, there was a period of time where it was in the garage and Mr. Norm was outside the truck. And I didn't like that at all. But I couldn't fit them both in the garage. And it was starting to piss me off because I had to pick and choose. And the reason why the van was in the garage was because it wasn't running and I was working on it. Now I just have the Roadrunner and it's just has this nice little home sideways in the garage and I like it like that. So if I get another vehicle, it's going to have to be something that can be outside. Which is exactly where I'd put a shitbox Corvette if I had one. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I'm really excited about getting this Roadrunner done. I want to drive it. I really want to drive it. And my daughter keeps giving me shit. <laughs> she goes in the garage. She's like, Daddy, when are we going to drive it? I'm like, uh, you know, it's bad when your three-year-old's giving you shit about your car projects not running and driving. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, fuck, you can barely talk. What are you talking shit yeah, for? What are, you, what are you doing? Jesus. It's coming, man. It's coming. Yeah. Now I'm patient. Now that I have, uh, you know, I'm obviously not rich, but seven grand's a lot of money for me. And I don't want to, uh, we were talking earlier offline about, uh, the transmission situation i'm in right now i don't know if i can get a and blake kind of made me come to my senses i don't think i'm gonna get a transmission sent out to jamie passing in time to get back and in the car and have enough time to work out any potential bugs which i don't think there will be with the transmission so i have to come up with a plan b which i think i have the only other issue that i can think of right now is that a lot of the parts that i have are not correct for my car so as far as, far as the transmission goes so i'm gonna have to figure out everything i need and i think that's gonna it's probably gonna be about i'll probably be in at two grand with all the parts so i'm gonna have to start figuring out what i need to do with the spare parts i have the only option i see is selling them mm. um but I got I got to reach out tomorrow. I got to reach out to Jamie and figure out what we're doing. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think that's just where you're at. You know, tomorrow's going to be your decision point. You know. Yeah, I got to start. And the thing about the kid with the truck too, it's funny because he's like, uh, "Well, let me think about it." And I'm like, "Look, dude, just tell me no now, because if you come to me in two weeks and say, hey, 'I'll take four grand for it.'" That money's going to be gone because <laughs> I'm going to be put into this car to get it ready. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll give you a call, Blake. I, I want you to have it. Like, if anybody I know, like, I want you to have it. I would love to see you hemi swap that thing. I would love for you to have it. Screw it. <laughs> it's sweet. It's sweet. I, said, um, I like 10 grills, man. There's still enough left to do on it where it's still a uh, running and driving project mm -hmm. um, to get it where it really needs to be. Um, cool truck. I I would love that because then I it's still in my circle and I don't have to worry about it. You know what I mean? That's I like true. that. Yeah. I'm at but that point. I'm at that point with my car where it's like I love it. I love it's rough and like I don't have to care about it too much. It's not amazing, but like there's certain things that I know I'm going to do to it that it's going to take it down for a little while. Mm. And I want to have something that I can enjoy and play with while that happens. Yeah. Right. Like <clears throat> I know the pinion seal, the rear pinion seal leaks. So I was like, all right, well I'll drop the rear axle. And I'm right. I don't know what it's like inside. I never really cracked it open. Like, 
you know, would it good be good to just do a little rebuild? I mean, it, it runs and drives fine, but it does have a slight leak. So if I have to pull the pinion anyway, maybe I freshen it up. Right. Well, I mean, you know how those things go. They're never <laughs> quick. You know, it's, Oh yeah. Next thing you know, it's like two months before you get it all back together. And, um, just little stuff like that. Um, I am going to be raising the car back up. Oh really? Yeah. Just because with the pro touring suspension, it handles like a dream, but man, I don't want to cut on the car at all. And the rear pinion snubber, slams the uh trans tunnel like you know where the pinions never oh, hits yeah, yeah. anybody because it's just so low and um it's just it takes a lot of the comfort out of just cruising the car i mean on the autocross yeah dude it's great but if you look at how often i drive it just on the streets versus actually racing it it's like you know you you have the, the car is built for the 10 percent Mm-hmm. and not the 90 you know what i'm saying so for sure um i'm gonna raise it back up maybe not all the way up but at least enough to give more comfort and then what i'm doing is um i'm gonna pull the 18s off and i guess i'll sell the 18s and put the uh the year one rallies on it just to oh, give yeah. it a little bit more correct look that'd be cool so but like that all that stuff takes time right so i wish i had like a little <laughs> something to goof off with i don't know <clears throat> well we can make that happen dude <laughs> don't you worry blake i'm always on the hunt happen. always on the hunt huh i always i'm always sending you shit don't stop <laughs> i didn't tell you to stop i didn't tell you to stop <laughs> All right, well, fellas, it is after 2 a.m. in our next yeah. for Blake and Oh, I, I got to get up in like three hours. Jesus, yeah. man. You guys don't need to do that. <laughs> but uh, it was fun. I love talking to you guys, even if, uh, even if we stray <laughs> and talk about weird stuff and off-topic stuff that's okay i don't i don't care that much i just like talking about cars and fun Bro, stuff we, we log <laughs> a good solid hour dedicated to mopars and then we got crazy and then we get crazy like that's that's and that's fine that's why part of his delirium too probably yeah probably yeah i mean i was over here pounding red bulls just so i'd make it to the end when I'm making the intro and stuff for this podcast and I'm finishing it up, I'm going to go, did we really talk about me getting a Corvette? What did I do? <laughs> and guess yes, what? For those of you listening right now going, what is this? I don't care. Okay. I'm trying to have fun. You only live once. And I already got a Mopar muscle car. So I need a tin grill and I need a shit box Corvette to put a Hemi in. <laughs> Mark my words. So we are sneaking into LS Fest. <laughs> with a hemi we're gonna give it hell i don't care if we have to put two nitrous bottles in this thing and spray the house down we're gonna mop up and we need them by tonight (laughs) (laughs) yes sir we're doing it on that note big block where can they find all your stuff all big blocks garage all one word you hit the google we're gonna show up nice Blake, my man. You can find us on all the places of uh, social media. So Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, DIY Hemi. The website is DIYHemi.com. And the new website that will be launching soon is Sublime 
parts.com. Nice. To all of you that have been hanging out with us in the chat through all the Corvette talk and all the craziness, um, appreciate you guys. Hope to see you in Vegas. If not, we'll see you maybe at Mo Party, um, yeah, maybe at go. Carlisle. Who knows? Who knows where we'll be next? Um, Max, we'll I mean, come on. Yeah, definitely Muscle Cars of the Strip, Mo Party. Those are definitely two that we're going to. Matt's is definitely next on the list. So hopefully we'll see you in <laughs> Vegas. Get get on Expedia or wherever you get your cheap tickets and uh, fly your ass out to Vegas and join us for a hell of a muscle car festival and a hell of a party. It's going to be a party. I rented an RV. We're going to be staying at the track. Hopefully, there's going to be a bonfire. Hopefully, a little circle. Of, it's going to be like the burning man of muscle cars. That's what I want it to be. Oh, be yes. Cool. So, yes. On that note, no Mopar left behind. Hemi swapped the world. Thousand percent, maybe. I don't think we can do the portal thing here. No, not on this show. Have a good night, everybody. See you guys later. There you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopars is in the books. For everything you need to know about this show, you know where to go, TalkingMopars.com. And you can reach me by emailing Chris at TalkingMopars.com or by leaving me a voicemail on my voicemail box at 209 28 Mopar, and you just might get to hear yourself on the show. So keep sharing those Mopar stories with me and anything else that is on your Mopar addicted mind. Before we shut this podcast episode down, I want to give a special shout out to Pass and Performance. For all of your Mopar 4-speed A833 needs, visit PassandPerformance.com and let Jamie help you get your shift together. Also, Special thanks to my friends at DIYHemi.com. For those of you that don't know, Blake has rebranded DIY Hemi, so although the website is still DIYHemi.com, DIY Hemi is now Sublime Technologies. So if you've been considering swapping a modern Gen 3 Hemi into your classic Mopar, then reach out to Sublime Technologies, get a hold of Blake, and tell them that I sent you. Blake has supported me from the beginning of this show, and I also support him in his mission to Hemi-swap the world. Also, don't forget how important it is to keep your Mopar protected from the elements. If you need protection, don't wait. Head on over to TalkingMopars.com, click on the Affiliates tab, and go get your Mopar covered today. That's it, my friends. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.